What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Xbox Best Friends, a show about all things related to the Xbox and sometimes Windows PCs. Huh. I'm your host this <laughs> week, Joshua Mobley, and with me, of course, is Dave and Kyle. Hello. What is up? What is up, dudes? The ceiling. Oh. Oh man. Beep, beep, beep. You know what's here above that is the sky, and then My all God. the stars in the universe. <laughs> Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That's our show. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm dying. <laughs> we're a minute anyway. we're not even a minute in. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, right? <clears throat> anyway, we're going to start the show off with what have we been playing this week? So Dave, what did you get a chance to play? Well, at the moment, as actually pretty much as for the course at this point, I'm currently playing Halo 5. Uh they actually dropped something really cool in I think just recently maybe a couple days ago they put in this thing called warzone turbo and what that yeah so what that is is it plays the exact same amount of time that warzone is still 20 minutes but your wrecks level up really quickly so basically like you unlock Mm. the base and you shoot up to level nine immediately so you oh my god start, you can just <laughs> you can just start unlocking shit like crazy and granted it makes you waste your rec cards a lot but you know i don't really play it that much to the point where i run out of all my rec cards but i am starting to notice the drain a little bit but you also right. get a lot of experience for doing it too so you can refill relatively easily i mean i think it may or may not be a ploy to get us to spend money but <laughs> maybe yeah I, mean, I don't know that sounds fun though oh yeah it is fun and they also dropped a new map, I think, because I, I'm, I don't know what this one's called, but really? it's, yeah, it's a, uh, it's called Dark Star. No, I think I think I'm just Dark Star. I think it's like some old metal band from the '80s. Yeah, isn't that a metal band from the '80s? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> well, like, probably whatever. What but do I know? Like a bajillion fans out there that are screaming. Yeah, you and... don't know how they redefined. Redefined. They redefined the metal. They redefined the metal genre. Oh my god! What we're talking about? Yeah, what are we talking about? Talk about video games, bro. (laughs) Talk about Halo, bruh. That's right. We'll be talking about it more in the topic of the show, bruh. Right. (laughs) uh, Teases. I'm trying to think of what else I played this week. I'm, I'm like I'm actually scratching my head about this because I'm because you know my my normal days off are Monday Tuesday and we record this on Sunday so I kind of forget what I played <laughs> at the beginning of the week so it couldn't have been all that you know fun couldn't have been I, all that great <laughs> yeah if I don't remember I know that I finally just kind of gave up on Dark Souls not because I, like I mentioned it last episode not because I hate the game but just because it's just not for me. Not really. Mm-hmm. I'm just not finding myself wanting to say like, "Oh, I really want to go back and play Dark Souls." Like, it's just not happening. After I talk about Dark Souls, you may change your tune. Okay. Because I, I, I found something that might make your life easier. Well, I mean, with oh, Battleborn coming out in two days and Overwatch beta coming out in two days, I'm. I'm uh, <sighs> well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. There are some. You can big break for Overwatch. I. That, I'll let you do that. <laughs> You'll allow it. You'll allow I'll it. allow it. Yeah. Josh, <laughs> I'll allow it. It's a rotating position. It's Overwatch. I'll allow anything as long as it's Overwatch. Rotates with the host. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's French all I've been playing. Cool. All right, Kyle. Wait on me. Um, What'd you do? So I've been playing, luckily, more games than I have been last week. There you Uh, go. Started in on Gears of War 4 beta. Nice. Which, did we talk about that last week? I think so. We didn't talk about it. I don't think we did. We didn't? 
Oh, I think we brushed over it like later in the show. I think I had played it, but you guys hadn't played it yet. Something like that. I did. I did end up playing it though. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot around to it. Didn't really like it. I didn't like it either. Maybe that's why I forgot about it. Because you didn't like it. Yeah. It's just such a bummer of an experience. It really is. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it just feels it feels old, and the bounty system feels like it's there for no reason. Yeah, didn't appreciate the bounty system. Um, I personally like haven't been into gears since really the beginning of two. Like, I dropped out of two really quick, so I'm not one of those people that holds a, a large affinity for that game. Uh-huh. Um, more of a gears one guy. I also find it like. I've always thought of it as how it was billed originally, you know, sold as a tactical shooter in air quotes. So like it really isn't that, big ass. Yeah. Air quotes, the sorry. fact that it's evolved into a shotgun, uh, like that's the whole game. Like it just does not yeah. interest me. So Dude, like, yeah, Lancers suck and they've always sucked for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, it's like Lancers they never made the attempt to fix them. No, I think it's just cause the way they're designed, they work in, in a, the single player campaign for what they do but whenever you introduce that into the competitive scene where like two people have lancers or you have a different gun that can automatically cancel out the chainsaw so that there's just yeah. there's no incentive to use that gun so yeah it, well they just suck like uh, the lancers have always sucked and i feel like they should i wonder be... what the dpi is on it because i'm sure it's like not that much different than like Shit. A, the hammer burst or whatever the hammer burst like used to be in gears one like the way to go mm. and then i like i felt like the hammer burst was only slightly better in the beta than you know do you get what i'm saying it's like yeah, it yeah. only felt slightly more powerful than uh the lancer the lancer still felt like garbage yeah so I agree. yeah yeah i wasn't big on that myself yeah it's just uh it also looks ugly as fuck and it's a it beta does. so I mean, it doesn't know. look good. I know because when I see all the single player pictures, it looks great. But right, then when you yeah, see yeah. all the multiplayer, it looks, like, it what looks is like all this? A 360 game. Yeah. Really weird. And again, you know, devil's advocate because it's the beta and like, I don't know how it's going to work out. And maybe there's like a, they released a lower pack of the textures or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I mean, not to retread uh, or possibly step into an argument we had last podcast. But it's clear that they made a lot of sacrifices to get it to 60 FPS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's very obvious. So they, they, yeah, to get the multiplayer to 60 FPS. Yeah, yeah and that's important. Like Don't get me wrong; it's important that they have that. Uh, but at the same time, it's like they really sacrificed a lot to make that happen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's not very impressive, and yeah. well, that sucks because it's like the first show, pretty much. That people also like they young. picked the worst game modes to show it off. Like, Team Deathmatch in Gears is not Gears. Like, it's boring. Yeah, it's not very like, good. Yeah, like, what what is fun about it, or about Gears, was Warzone. Yeah, that was really what people played for. Like was the competitive that, scene cared about. Yeah, Team Deathmatch wasn't even in the first Gears of War. No, it wasn't. I think it was just Warzone, wasn't it? It was Warzone, and it was um, Execution and stuff. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I just yeah. played Warzone. You nerds. Yeah, oh. fucking nerds. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way it was. There was no team deathmatch. They added the uh, the. Um, there were only two modes. There was that, and then there was uh, execution, which was basically the same mode except that you had to be up close to kill somebody. You couldn't shoot their body from like really far away. 
Mm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just like, uh, that is gears to me, Warzone. Because it's like, you know, you only get to live that one round. It makes it way more tactical. Like, you're trying to flank, you're talking because you only have one life to live. So, it makes it way more. I can't even think of the word. It just makes it like like so much more tense and. Can I say one thing in on that way uh, yeah, on Gears of War's side? Because mm-hmm. I feel like like I can try to compare because this is made by the Coalition, which is not Epic. Right. Um, I'm not sure how many people from Epic made the the move over because they weren't initially going to do Gears. I know the uh, studio head, what's his name, uh, Rob something. Rob. Rab, Rab. I don't know now, but the point is, like, he used to work at Epic. I know he was a pretty high up dude. So, like, seeing that and comparing it to like three four three's work on the Halo franchise, feels like yeah, three four three took Halo in a much different direction in almost every sense of the word. Like, it still feels Halo, but it's obviously the game has changed a lot. It. Yeah, and I feel like Gears Four feels like fucking Gears, and like it's very, um, but not the good way. Four. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's arguable. I'm just saying, like, I appreciate that the coalition has really doubled down on like making it feel just like yours has felt, and I think that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's admirable. I mean, like, it's really it's cool that they... I think the problems with it are outside of like gears itself, because then I would be saying that gears itself as a game is a bad game. And I don't think that's true. I don't necessarily if... think like the campaign is going to be bad. I think it might actually be really good. But uh... that's always what I've liked in Gears anyway. JD Phoenix. See, I liked the campaign <laughs> in Gears One a lot, and then as the games went on, I liked them less and less. And I was mainly mm-hmm. playing yeah. for the multiplayer. But even then, it never it like party chat does ruin what Gears of War was. I think yeah. in a way. It's sad to say, but it kind of does. Like the fact that you had to be super tactical, and the fact that uh, you know, like when 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 you didn't have party chat and your friend got killed and you couldn't hear them anymore, it made it really made the game really hard. Oh, so yeah. Like, uh oh, I, I am screwed all of a sudden, you know. And it's just I don't know. It's it's I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Gears of War. Maybe they'll uh, do another beta. What? It's this year, right? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, October, it's the I end think. of the year. Yeah, so we could. But you don't think possible. they'll do another open one closer to launch? They will. I don't. I don't think they would, especially since the the, the reaction to this first one. I think they're going to do another one, just to try and you know possible. solve possible. some of the issues. Don't rule anything out. Definitely won't. Uh, what else have I been playing? Fuck. Uh just had it in my head uh jumped back into destiny finally with the april yeah. update, so that's been super fun uh, i did the new strikes didn't do much other than that uh just because i haven't had like a super uh large amount of time with it but where you guys oh, oh whoa, there it is <laughs> I, say, I was like is nobody gonna do it okay i guess i'm doing it <laughs> <laughs> What were, you, what were you gonna say josh i was gonna say you need to hit up uh challenge of the elders man that's uh i'm working towards it yeah yeah it's I'm uh excited. it's super fun like the way it changes every week it makes mm-hmm. you like play it totally different and stuff it's really awesome yeah i appreciate that in, in destiny just because of like the drought that the game's been having 
this feels like it's going to give it like sustainable life at least. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was. Um, they said that they have 16 weeks, which if you do the math, it's like all the way until August or so. Damn. And then the month after that, obviously, is like probably when the expansion comes out. So, Ooh. and if they keep making them as different and variable, you know, and as varied as they have been, then I'm going to be really happy, like just logging in every week to see like what the new things are to do. Right. Right. Like, so. That's exciting. Yeah, I, I've been enjoying Destiny. It's been fun jumping back in after because I've tried Destiny off and on like before the update, obviously. And finally, it feels like okay, this is at a place where I'll debate jumping back in and like actually trying to jump up to the new light level cap. Yeah, um, probably well, won't that's happen, actually but... achievable. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, just because of how uh, how easy, how much easier it is. But uh, other than yeah. that, I. I jumped back into uh, the Final Fantasy demos for 15. <laughs> uh, I played Episode Disguise, which I have on the Xbox, which uh, I think X-Max. that's like... Wait, it's uh, holding me over because uh, Game Informer coverage for Final Fantasy 15 is ending this month uh, because they've been having that... The It's been their coverage... or Sorry, their cover issue uh, was Final Fantasy 15, so... <clears throat> They've had a whole bunch of awesome interviews and headlines and news stories come out from that. And uh, they also had like this big podcast episode where they focused on it. So like that got me super hyped. Like I was listening to uh, uh, Somnus, which is like the theme from the game. And I'm like, oh, shit, I just need to jump back in. I need <laughs> some way to engage with this game. So played this guy. <clears throat> I know oh, it's getting it, it feels surreal that it's actually happening. But I know. Right. Yeah, played Duskai, which that I think keeps me pretty satisfied just because of the amount of stuff that there is in the game. Like, you can just jump in and fight, and like, that's pretty much the same fighting system that's in Platinum. But then I did go back and do Platinum. Uh, and when I first played through the Platinum demo, uh, I didn't really give it much attention. I was just like, okay, this is fine. Um, and then you reach to the boss battle at the end with the Iron Giant. And uh, doing Super that again. <laughs> yes, Vin Diesel is in Final Fantasy XV. Uh, yeah. yeah, when I when I got to that fight the second time, I had uh, I just tried to give it a lot more attention because it seems like this is going to be closer to a better representation of the final um, fighting system version. And like, I'm not gonna lie, I fucking love the way that this game plays when you're like get down with it and the nitty gritty and like learn how it's system works work and oh it's just so much fun i'm really excited so nice. that's all i did I though s- i still have that demo sitting you haven't played it and I, still, I still haven't oh, played it i'm so man. sorry but it's, <laughs> it's the plat- so good do sky you're talking about the platinum demo i'm talking about the platinum demo i, I mean it's gonna take you like 10 minutes so just, i know <laughs> it is very short it's but just, that's the thing you know, it's like it's not meant to man. be anything special yeah right i, mean, I know some people yeah. were criticizing it but I honestly i really enjoyed the what little i played of it i mean it was it's great it's so great and like people are bitching because it's like oh it's not like what is this it's hold square or b to win and it's like the game or the platinum demo is meant to be a technical showcase that's why like you step on the fucking plates and things happen yeah like you can change the daytime or like see a fucking summon appear i doubt any of that's going to be in the final game by the way those like step on the panel plates yeah of course not that would be silly yeah (laughs) Yeah, this this, uh, as, as much as it's as it's like borrowing elements from it, it's not Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, the thing that. is, uh, like the word I've been hearing about the game is just that it's it seems like the tone is going to be really, really dark. Like it's going to be a sad, sad game. 
which gets me weirdly excited. You wouldn't I don't be know. excited. I want to cry. Depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, dude. It's okay. Yep, that's all I've been doing though. What about you, Josh? Cool. cool. All right. Uh, so obviously, like the big two, you know, we got. Uh, I got to type it in, and I don't want to PM this to Nicole <laughs> because she's gonna see <laughs> airborne. What does that mean? Destiny. There you go. There. Tons of Hearthstone. <laughs> I love that one. Oh man, you always um, get that one. I love it. I know. <laughs> what does that air horn mean? Like, what does it think of Hearthstone? <laughs> I, don't well, I did know. that for Destiny last um, week. Oh I yeah. Um, so Hearthstone, the uh, Whispers of the Old Gods expansion came oh, out. Oh yeah, and they it's did drop. Freaking great! It's awesome. I love it a lot. It it has changed the game in many ways that I find very very favorable. Mm. Um. So that's exciting. I actually, and I'm glad that I pre-ordered. I did the 50 packs for 50 bucks thing because uh, when I opened all my packs, I got like most of the set, which means that I can basically make any deck that I want. Not any deck, but I can make a good amount of decks. So I actually can. What? What's your main in Hearthstone? Oh man, it's changed a couple times. Um, right now, I actually don't have one. I'm just playing with kind of everything, uh, uh, just tinkering to see like what I like. I actually, if I had to pick a favorite, it's probably Mage and Shaman. Um, interesting. Yeah, and Aggro Shaman, I guess, is really powerful right now. I played that for the first time today, and that was that worked. <laughs> that's that's what I can say <laughs> about it. It worked. Yeah, okay. it was good. Um, so, yeah, my main thing is I'm just playing with things. I'm just I just want to experiment and see how all the classes have changed and stuff. Right. Uh, and then I played some Dark Souls finally, got back into it a little bit, and um, I'm still kind of in the same area. However, I have discovered something. Have you guys seen the the quote unquote glitch where you can get on the roof? No. Of the. Uh, so this is what I meant when I said. Dave, this might change your tune a little. So, there's a glitch, again, quote-unquote. I think it's totally intentional. But, um... The way it works is, if you go onto this balcony when you're in the area where you level up, you go outside, and there's this kind of tree next to this roof, and you can basically run up the tree at a at a at an angle sort of well it's it's like a tree kind of hanging on by its roots like over this cliff right not really a cliff but like a ledge uh and so you can kind of run up this tree and then jump just right at this angle and get on this and get on the roof and when you get on the roof you can go into the rafters of the area where all the thrones are and up there in the rafters there's a a wall that is actually like an illusion spell. So if you're playing like a wizard or something, you can see through it. But like, there's a little note that says like fake wall or whatever, and you you hit it, and then the illusion goes away, and you walk a little farther and drop down, and there's a treasure chest with a ring, and this ring, when you wear it, gives you more souls for everything you kill. Oh, nice! Like like almost double. Damn. And- like maybe like an extra half, so like one point five, I would say. I don't know the actual amount, but it That's gives so you a good. lot more. Gives you a lot more. <clears throat> so like, um, I I did this, 
So I did the like run on the tree and jump. The reason it's a glitch, and I say that glitch, quote unquote, is because you can get up there legitimately. There's a key to open a door that will that you'll you can go up there, but it costs twenty thousand souls. Jesus. But the thing is, you can just go outside and jump over this tree and do this thing. And I think this is an intentional glitch. I don't think this is something they're ever going to fix. I doubt and it. I, and I sort of love that. So, no, because the way it's like, I would say, yeah, exactly. Because the way it's set up is too, like, it, it, it's, it's almost too obvious. Like, it's not set up in a way where you're like, oh, man, this is totally, like, I'm totally fucking with the game right now. It's like, you're not really. You're literally just like running up this tree and jumping at a, at this, at this angle, like at a specific way and you'll get there. And then there's like stuff up there. Yeah. And it's almost like it, it to me, it's a jump. The way, whatever, basically. Yeah. But what it reminds me of is like when you play Mario and you go into this like stage one dash two and you jump over the level and then it's like, oh, look at these pipes. I can go straight to World 5. That's what it reminds me of. And I think that's why it's intentional. Because... Hey, it's possible. It's not even that glitchy and weird. Like, to get there, you, it's it's like, oh, I just bypassed this thing. Kind of. I can show you the video. There's a video on the IGN wiki is how I watched it. And... Mm. Uh, it's not even that hard. You just sprint at this tree stump and then you take like two steps on it and jump at the at the thing and then it, then you just land on it and you're like, "Oh, I'm on the roof now." <laughs> like, okay. All right. Yeah. That's fair. But the thing is the roof is like right there. And in in a normal game, you'd just jump up there, but this isn't a normal game. It's Dark Souls. So anything knee high, you of can't course. climb up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like but it's like knee high to you. It's not like it's super high up and you're jumping up this thing and breaking the physics engine it's like you're you're knee high to this thing and it's like how do i get up there oh i'll just run up this tree stub and then jump correctly and there i am so it's like not even i don't even know if it's necessarily a glitch but yeah uh it it takes a lot of the grind away i'll tell you that much Mm. um and i've been having good times with it so i would if anyone (laughs) if anyone wants to go get that i totally recommend going to get it because it's made my experience a little bit easier because I've just been in that area and I'm like bored kind of because I just want to get out of that area. Yeah. I hear um, you. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've been in this area for like fucking ever. Like, can I just move on? You know? Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, that happened and I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I thought it would share it because I think it's int- I think it's fascinating because I, I think it's totally intentional. I'm, I'm like 99% sure it's intentional. Based on what you're saying, I, I probably can't ever tell what the fuck. I can't ever tell with fucking Dark Souls. I know. It seems intentional. Like, it doesn't seem like... Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not glitching through a wall and, like, putting these specific... I'm not, you know, putting right. my it's rare candies in slot six and shit. <laughs> like, that's not yeah. happening, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm jumping over this wall just right, and then I'm... And then I'm, I can do it. It's, it's, it's like... It reminds me of like Metroid, where like, oh, I can glitch, I can like do this door thing, and then oh wow, I got missiles before I'm supposed to have missiles or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like, and I'm and I'm totally in love with that. And yeah. Anyway, 
that's a. I mean, that's really it. I haven't really played much else. <laughs> well, to close out the Dark Souls thing, it's a funny story actually because at my job we play all of, like these like popular songs from like not from necessarily from like the the radio right now but from like you know the the 80s the 90s the 70s and whatnot uh i have it like the song ingrained in my head so every time i play dark souls i actually have deeper shade of souls playing in my head <laughs> every time i play dark souls <laughs> that's funny just walking around going deeper shade of souls yeah <laughs> <laughs> whack <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so yeah i just thought i'd anyway. share that because you know yeah for sure man um yeah that's about it anyway let's get moving on it's news of the week time news of the week now we have this new fancy show news area so that's not all cluttered and i don't have to I had a good idea today. That was a good idea. <laughs> Look yeah. at you. Thinking. I'm actually going to skip this report thing and do it a little later in the show because it's a lot. So I'm going to open up this Elite Dangerous news story, if you don't mind. That's so funny. Elite Dangerous, the latest season of expansions for the space flight combat game, will come to Xbox One sometime before the end of June, which isn't really that far away. It's in the next 60 days. Um, Horizons will include both the 2.0 Planetary Landings and the 2.1 Engineers expansions. The Planetary Landings is currently available for the Windows PC and Mac versions of Elite Dangerous. The Engineers is coming sometime soon after. Have either of you played Elite Dangerous? Because I played it for about 10 minutes on PC and was like, I need a joystick, and I have never played it since. Apparently it's just space trucking. Yes, kind of. Space truck simulator? Basically. It's yeah, like, dude, that sounds awesome. You can fly around and you can shoot stuff and you're in space and you can go wherever you want. My biggest problem with it is it feels like I need to have a joystick. Like when I play it on my keyboard and stuff, I'm like, this feels wrong. I don't know. It's kind of like trying to play Rocket League with a keyboard. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like it, it just doesn't feel right. It's like I, if okay. I had a joystick, I might be really into this because I love space uh like space fighting games and stuff so yeah but and even like i wouldn't play this on xbox one honestly because i couldn't have a joystick so but um cool is anybody i i I don't think anybody even answered has anyone else actually played elite dangerous no i mean i just have my impressions of it which is space trucking but yeah (laughs) yeah uh i think that this game will probably get some some traction once no man's sky releases on the ps4 because Xbox gamers are going to want something sort of similar-ish. So, <clears throat> I think yeah. it'll probably see an uptick there. In the... I've heard that this has uh, been compared to EVE in some ways. Is that a correct assumption? Uh, kind of. Okay. I think it yeah, is lady. sort of an online universe, but it's not as like crazy as EVE, right, where yeah. there's like all these freaking uh space economics yeah did you I, see that that um that journalist who's been chronicling yes, the history dude, of eve online so release cool. his book yeah i, I really want to buy that. it that's it fascinating so yeah. yeah i love that shit um yeah the eve online stuff is fascinating to me but i, I tried like, getting um, into that game so many times to like get a part of it and it's just like i can't you do know it's funny I, I own it i've never booted it up like really? I got it for two bucks during a Steam sale, and I've never even tried it. I remember getting in, and, and like they give you a ship, and so you're just floating in space. And I'm like, "What do I do?" So I type that into chat, and somebody's like, "Oh, okay, you're new, so you got to go here and 
fly in this direction. So I'm like, okay, I've been flying for a while. Like, what do I do? It's like, you got to wait like 15 minutes. It's like, that's how <laughs> this space is. It's like, Jesus, man. Yeah. Uh, like, that's man. just how it works. I fucking love it though. You know, like I'm not going to play it, but Jesus, I, I love that it exists. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It shows... Do you guys remember? No, go ahead, Josh. Oh, no, go ahead. Mine's not important. <laughs> None of it was mine particularly. It was more just a point about how, you know, we can have games that are just so like vastly different as far as like interest is considered. I mean, like, honestly, I didn't think a game like Eve would exist, which is like, it's such a weird subgenre of a genre. It's like, it's space, mm-hmm. combat, economics, civilization, <laughs> hyper monkey force go. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Eve, Eve is like when you watch the sit, like sitcoms and they show you what online games are, and you're like, that's not what online games are. That's what Eve is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, where nerds. they're like, what the hell, Charlie? You burned down my village. It's like, that's what Eve is, like literally. <laughs> was, was that an It's Always Sunny reference? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You're all your villagers have been murdered. <laughs> yeah, I love that show. Do you guys remember Earth and Beyond? Do you remember that MMO? This does not sound. It familiar. lasted like a year and a half. Um. So it must have been great. <laughs> um. No, I played. The... No. <laughs> you know what? I remember there were things I liked about it because at the time when I played MMOs, like I wasn't the person who. I wasn't very good at MMOs, I guess I should say. So a lot of what I got enjoyment out of was like exploring. And one of the big things with Earth and Beyond was that you could get to max level by just exploring was like one of their things. Like you could be an explorer. And I loved that idea. And I loved like the feeling of, because uh, you start off and you ha- you know, you're a starship and stuff. And uh, I loved the feeling of like, going into hyperspace and stuff in your starship and then like flying down to these planets and there's like all these other people with their starships and stuff i thought it was Mm. super cool but um it wasn't a very good game uh it was an ea mmo actually oh damn didn't last very long lasted like a year maybe it's very interesting yeah oh two years it it launched in september of uh, 2002 and then it was it was uh, shut offline in the like around the same time in 2004. So never heard of it. And there's also apparently private server. Maybe I'll have to jump in and try this shit because that'd be so funny. How probably how bad it is. Um. Anyway, man, we got way off track. Anyway, Call of <laughs> Duty hype vid introduces smug bad guy teases full reveal so i didn't actually watch this but there's been a lot of teasing about the next call of duty plenty um, i watched it well, there's it? another one too is it just the, some guy going Boy, it was literally a guy fucking... sitting there talking and it was like the most unhyping thing i'd ever watched it's, oh, space ISIS. it's, yeah. sp- it's just space isis basically That's space isis yeah, space ice. Like, so this one's gonna be like, Allah is great in space. <laughs> not, not that on the nose, but <laughs> that would be fantastic. I would love if COD actually like did that, <laughs> like went into just unabridged. Oh camp. yeah, because that won't just... offend anyone. Oh, yep. nobody at all, <laughs> dude. People are just offended by everything. I honestly wish we should just stop trying to please everyone. But that's a completely different topic, though. 
Yeah, that's a tangent. <laughs> yeah, that's a tangent. But uh, as far as the the COD news goes, I mean, it's it's at least if I didn't see the second one, I saw the first one. Literally, just a dude talking yeah. at a screen, and it actually yeah. looked pretty similar to uh, Black Ops Three as far as like the gear he was wearing and stuff. They all look the same. Yeah, like everything. The second video was pretty much the same thing, just from like the good guy perspective. He was like, "This is the only open channel we can talk to," or whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck. Just, <laughs> just tell me what's happening. It's infinite warfare, Kyle. Yep. Spoilers. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> we will see. I mean, if it is called Infinite Warfare, I really hope that it is literally just. <laughs> oh my god! I literally hope it's just the Call of Duty Four multiplayer, and I can just play it like online. It's been upresed and stuff. I'd be so into that. They would never. They should. It's not a of question of what they, they never, it's what they should do. <laughs> As Finn <laughs> says in The Force Awakens, it's because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. I don't really like Phyllis, like, like sweeping desire to play COD 4's multiplayer again. It's going to feel old by... <laughs> it probably. You know, by today's I think standards. I saw my disc around here somewhere. I don't know, man. I, I think Call of Duty 4 is the pinnacle it was dope it was i played so much of it i think they diluted the formula too much after that and it just became something else yeah yeah i stopped like being a really big call of duty fan after modern warfare 2 yeah that was that's that's where i started to hate it you hate yeah that's what i that's what i meant that's what i said oh sorry i said i stopped being a big call of duty fan but you said after well yeah because when it came out i liked it but then as i soured on it i was like oh this isn't like i see i see this narrative it gets more interesting as it goes along yeah i liked modern warfare (laughs) i waited in line at midnight with all the douchebags to get modern warfare 2 that was the besides the final fantasy line where those for those blitzball bastards made fun of me (laughs) that was probably the worst midnight blitzball bastards Oh, we gotta guys. make a mission to find these fuckers. The blitzball bastards. Probably working at <laughs> like a Starbucks talking about how much they love <laughs> blitzball. They got sideways <laughs> caps, but they also look like lumberjacks, so they're like this weird hipster bro. I don't know. Can I interject for just a second? Yeah, because I'm incredibly done. excited about something. <laughs> so I'm, I'm browsing Twitter as we talk, like every single episode. Uh, apparently Hideki or Hidetaki Miyazaki putting souls on hold to go back to mecha games. Nice. Oh, I like it. I just wanted to shoot that in there because like to me it's like, oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just freaking out now. That's cool. I'm excited. Oh. I'm into that. <laughs> back to Call of Duty. We need uh, more mech games, man. Mech seriously? games are just oh, not around anymore. Mech is the best. Oh. Mech Fuck. stuff is uh I just rewatched fucking uh Gundam Endless Waltz the other day too. Nice. I My feel dude. like that's another air horn worthy thing because we bring up Gundam right, a yeah. lot on this show. Gundam's worth it. Yeah. We can oh, add it damn. to the list. She's gonna keep growing. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's gonna be an air horn. The whole podcast is gonna be a straight I air know, the horn. The whole after podcast while. is just a <laughs> But it's, it's not that one, it's the one with the wolf howling at the the moon. So it's all it's always in the background. <laughs> It's not so you can still hear us talking. It's in the background. You're hearing. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> um, there is a leaked gameplay video from 1666 Amsterdam, which is being directed 
by basically the creator of Assassin's Creed, um, who he was he he basically worked on the first two Assassin's Creeds, and then I think he got fired from Ubisoft. Mm. Um, and this game looks a lot like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> tell you that much. <laughs> um, however, you have like magic powers. It seems. Oh, that's so, awesome. It seems like it takes place in like, I guess Amsterdam, in 1666. So it's all old time. But you like, <laughs> but you look like the your character kind of looks like V for Vendetta, except you, you can Die like shape shift into like a cat, like in one part in the video. It sounds and dope. Then, and then you're like shooting people with poison darts and and like doing some other stuff with like powders and things. It sounds pretty. It sounds and looks kind of cool. You just sold me on this game. Guy Fox yeah. running around as a cat shooting powder at people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, right? This game does sound kind of dope. Um, anyway. Uh, oh, you know what? This might be the game that he was working on, and now it's not being made. Please Maybe that's what the big deal is. No, oh yeah which was to have been the next big console game oh, oh this sucks this would have been awesome she's now oh, it, was, out. it was in Shit. development at thq Damn so it. yeah uh, <laughs> yeah see. was in development at thq montreal when ubisoft bought the studio and the project and fired creator patrice de Silitz, or however you say the name it was the creative director on Assassin's Creed and Assassin's Creed 2 and partially on Assassin's Creed Brotherhood until leaving ubisoft in 2010 1666 Amsterdam was to have launched on Xbox 360 and PS3, and he's he's oh and he's working on another game, Ancestors: The Humankind Odyssey. I remember now. Oh yeah, that was the thing he's working on, which is basically like Assassin's Creed, but not uh, right. Yeah, which I'm interested because I love that kind of I love all that shit. I'd be down for another one of those sorts of games. Yeah, I I I I love all that like weird kind of. pre-civilization shit do you guys know to what extent jade raymond was attached to assassin's creed i don't because i know now she just goes hops around from team to team just like helping them out i thought she had a no she has a new she has her own studio now i thought yeah but i thought that like they just help out creating new ips Uh, i'm not confused that's i'm confused that's why i was asking I thought now I'm like looking at her Wikipedia. Hang on, she's the <laughs> ma- oh no 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 she's the um she was the founder of Electronic Arts Motive Studio and former managing director of Ubisoft Toronto. That's right, she founded mm. Motive, okay. and and Electronic Arts like they they were a brand new studio. Like she left Ubisoft to go help U- EA found ah, a new Canadian sense, studio and they're okay. they're making a new IP. That was Man, the whole thing. Yeah yeah yeah. See, I needed you, Josh. I needed you. <laughs> Me and my Wikipedia skills. <laughs> I would never have been able to do that on my own. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, DC Universe Online, now available for Xbox One. Yeah. Nice. So it's finally happened. Yes. Xbox One owners can now join the battle between DC superheroes and villains in DC Universe Online, which is available to download on Microsoft's current-gen platform as of today. Daybreak Game Company announced that the massively multiplayer online superhero game and its 23 episodes, which are basically the expansion packs, are available right 23? now. From... Yes. Um, well, shit. I've been out they, of the loop. Some of them were patches and some of them oh, okay. were expansions. <laughs> All right, that makes sense. The game has like, been Jesus out for Christ, a very long be... time, so it makes sense. The game has been out for a long time, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, but so has WoW. <laughs> 
The free-to-play game won't feature cross-platform play with PC players on Xbox One, unlike its PS4 counterpart, which just actually introduced the PC PS4 mega server. Um, DC oh, Universe yeah, yeah. Online was first released in 2011, yeah. so yeah, it's five years old. Damn. On PS3 and Windows PC, a PS4 version arrived in 2013, and Daybreak confirmed the Xbox One version back in January. So I actually really like DC Universe Online. Yeah, me too. I don't know if yeah. you guys have ever played it. Um, I it's kind of but... boring by yourself like most other MMOs, but if you play with friends and you really like DC Comics, then you'll be really into it. It surprisingly works super well with a controller, so uh, I would consider... Anyone who hasn't played it on and is only on Xbox, give it a try if you like DC shit. Because it's a, I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was kinda... really fun. What's up? Okay, I mean, <laughs> just to uh, to explain yeah. to some people about why this took so long, because it's now 2016. This game came out in 2011, and of course, the PS4 version came out in 2013. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware of what the the developer Daybreak Game Company is, it used to be Sony Online Entertainment. So they were pretty much bound to only make like PlayStation and PC stuff for the most part. Uh, they're also responsible for EverQuest and Planetside. So, uh, yeah, basically, the reason why this took so long is because once uh, Sony Online Entertainment was finally bought and they were allowed to change their name to Daybreak and they were no longer associated with Sony, then they were finally allowed to develop stuff for Xbox. And that's why this is taking so long. Mm-hmm. I feel like it didn't even take them that long. Not really. Yeah, not at all. Well, once they what, had it this developed, happened last year. Yeah, once they had it developed so, for the yeah. PS4, it was it wasn't going to take. It's probably too pretty long. easy. Yeah. yeah. The game also isn't uh, the prettiest game on earth, so it's not like they had to probably make a lot of uh, right. You know, constraints or anything. So a lot of optimization needed. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I was looking for. Anyway, yeah, if you're interested in DC Universe Online, go ahead and try it. I think it has one of the best free-to-play models of any free-to-play MMO. I agree. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and it's just a fun game. It's like a beat-em-up. And... Yeah, it, it works a lot different than a normal MMO. Like you, yeah, yeah. like you said, a beat-em-up. Me and Nicole were like way into it for a couple months. Like we were pretty obsessed with it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the Division's cheating and exploit problems could be coming to an end. Thank God, I guess. I don't know. I haven't played it in a while. so. It was but a, I've been hearing all these stories. <laughs> yeah. It's a big issue on the PC side. I'm not sure if it's so much it's of an issue on the console side. Especially on the PC side. Now, I think um, there have been some glitches and stuff on the consoles. But specifically on the PC, it's like people using programs Yeah, well, I mean, um, to cheat. Because apparently the netcode of the division is terrible. So, Bummer. Yeah, there was like a an article, um, a former Sony engineer or something. Um, I don't think like for Sony, but like somebody who was at like a Sony studio came out and said that like he's seen like how the division's netcode works, and he says it's fucking terrible. Um, oh, I think I saw this. Yeah, oh, where he's like, oh, all this stuff runs like at a game level and not at a server level, which means it's easier for people to hack and oh, that's stuff. Terrible. And something you do like that? That. Yeah, something like that. Uh, again, I think I think it goes with my theory. I well, the, I want to restate my theory for the be... audience that the division, yeah, was not meant to be the game it was. And then when they saw how big Destiny was, they scrapped the entire mm, thing yeah, and yeah. started over and rushed it. I really think that's what happened, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Kotaku article in like a year about right. this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I believe it. Scoops. Yeah, yeah. Scoops. Yeah, I totally called it. it. But anyway, um, 
Ubisoft today laid out its steps it will take to stop these issues. In a blog post, the team behind the multiplayer shooter explains new methods implemented to weed out cheaters and others who exploited the game's bugs to their advantage, saying, uh, quote, we have implemented new cheat detection methods that have allowed us to identify many more players currently using cheat engines in the game. Uh, this has led to the developer catching more cheaters this week alone than previous weeks altogether. Once cheaters are caught, they'll be punished more severely. Um, first offenders will be suspended for two weeks, and uh, second offenses lead to a permanent ban. I am. Yeah, so... I hear uh, they're just getting across the board way more intense about their ban hammers. They should, uh, I mean... I'm just picturing Ubisoft chasing cheaters around with a Benny Hill theme playing. But <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest, I'm, like. I'm so glad I did not buy the season pass because yeah, the, the, based on how i heard it like the it was going on the pc people could complaining that like if you hacked or glitched you just have all the good weapons and you're just killing people in the dark zone there's mm-hmm. like nothing you can do about it i'm like well that's cool and then there was like a there was a glitch i think in all the versions where you could go into the incursion and instead of it taking like an hour for you to finish you could do this thing where it only took 20 minutes and you could just farm it Wow. for loot yeah so mm. that's why people had all this good loot because they're just like doing this glitch right <clears throat> but yeah anyway cheaters gonna cheat cheat is gonna <laughs> cheat, cheat, cheat 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 <laughs> uh, lionhead studio shuts its door today sad times womp womp yeah after 20 years jesus christ really uh, after 20 years, shit. Lionhead Studios is officially no more. A Microsoft representative confirmed to Polygon that the British developer behind games like Black and White and Fable will shut down today for good. Quote, we can confirm that after much consideration over the six-week consolation period with Lionhead employees, we have reached the decision to close Lionhead Studios. We have nothing but heartfelt thanks for the team at Lionhead for their significant contributions to Xbox and the games industry. This is a sad day because... Uh, I some of their games I look back incredibly fondly on, like the first Fable and Black and White. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, and, the second uh, Fable. I did like Fable too. Yeah. I know a lot of people didn't, but I liked it. I liked Fable uh, too. Yeah, I think it's a good game. And I also really liked the uh, Black and White and Black and White too. They're yeah, both man, good. It's a bummer. It I mean, Lionhead. Uh, at least in terms of Microsoft's pillars for studios, like that was their RPG division, essentially, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's, they gotta find something It makes me now. super sad. Just, you know, sucks. <laughs> if they even will at this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, it seems more and more that Microsoft is uh, just, like, not trying to get into markets where they would need to, uh, oh, I don't know, um, Seems like, like they're not for, trying to own know? studios. Yeah. Is what I'm. <clears throat> yeah, that's Sony is super aggressive about buying studios, which I wish Microsoft would do because they're so much more interested with just creating a team from the ground up or getting a uh, IPs out to different studios. Yeah, and it's just like <sighs> exactly. I really want to play the Fable Anniversary Edition that came I, out. I really liked it. One. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was fun. I really love Fable One, and I loved the whole like you know play the entire life of a hero from beginning to end and i, I love yeah 
I loved the expansion where you're like an old man and you have to go to that island and stuff. And Oh, yeah, the Lost Chapters. Yeah. Oh, that man, was, that was a, just such that was a, a great game, man. Now I'm like hyped. I really do want to go play that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say so good, Anniversary man. Edition's menu system is absolute trash and it took me like a whole week to get adjusted to it. Oh, really? Yeah. But other than that, I was like, I was having yeah. a good time. Awesome. Are yeah. you still going Sad to love day. dog? Yeah. There's no dog in the first one, There's Dave. No dog in the first one? I don't know, man. <laughs> I haven't played Fable in a long time. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> Neither. Have, I feel like a lot of people have it. You know what else is sad is like, um, or I don't know if that's sad, but I, I do, do you guys remember like how they named the studio? Oh, no. Or whatever. Um, they named the studio because like the founding members were all sitting around trying to come up with names and uh, this one guy had a guinea pig that he said looked like a lion. He called him Lionhead all the time, so that's why they named the studio Lionhead. Oh. And then he said, like a week later, after they founded the studio, he found his guinea pig like dead. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's horrible. Yeah. I was I was gonna say that's a really sweet and charming story, but it's a bad omen. <laughs> yeah. 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 Guinea pig proof. Uh, I think that was it. I think I got that from like. Uh, g4 icons episode or something like that i love that show that was such a great show i wish there was still oh there kind of is i think like uh did you know gaming or whatever is a really good yeah yeah they're kind of like it but in shorter kind of smaller snippets it's true did you know games great youtube channel fuck yeah man listeners if you haven't seen that channel go watch it it's somehow if you somehow have not seen their channel right yeah if you get to if you get to narrate an episode on that channel, you know you made it. Uh, <laughs> That's like one of my goals, actually. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That's a cool goal, dude. Yeah. Anyway, um, more Call of Duty thing. Uh, Call of Duty account seemingly confirms Modern Warfare remaster with poop emoji. That was hilarious. So, <laughs> wow. Uh. Yeah. Call of Duty. <laughs> what, what now, was the original tweet? Um, so the tweet was somebody tweeted at Call of Duty saying, if I ever hear the words Call of Duty for PS4 remaster, I will literally shit my pants with excitement. And the Call of Duty official account <laughs> yeah, yeah. tweeted back with the poop emoji and the pants emoji. <laughs> wow. And that is that. literally <laughs> this news story. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's essentially how it got confirmed. It's so funny. Uh, it's so Call of Duty. <laughs> it is yeah <laughs> but i mean it's charming yeah it's fine I whatever <laughs> i'll stand up for it anyway i'll stand up for, I'll stand up for poop any day of the week that should be our that should be our show stand-up gaming <laughs> stand-up gaming the stand-up stand-up for stand up games geeks or whatever yeah uh john romero who is by the way one of the co-creators of doom uh, releases a new Doom level as a tease for his next project, and he released it online. You can download it. It's on his uh, his Twitter account, I believe. Yeah, it's in a. He has like a Dropbox file that you can basically download. That's hilarious. And uh, so he uh, he linked to it, and he basically created it because he wanted more publicity for the game he's trying to get Kickstarter right now, which is called Black Room. Just actually leads into the next story, which is about Black Room. <laughs> what a segue. So, <laughs> what a segue. Josh mah, mah, mah. Yeah, I love that people are still making Doom levels. I love that that's a thing. Right. Um, 
John Romero and Adrian Carmack, not uh, what? Why am I? John Carmack, John Carmack. not John Carmack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Adrian Carmack. Wonder New FPS Black Room, huh? I wonder if they're related. Uh, I. Someone said like, "Oh yeah, it's his cousin," and I'm like, "That I don't think that's true." That would be because be I've so read weird. I've read they have no relation, so I don't. Oh, okay. Confirmed. 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 No relations. <laughs> um. Anyway, they have a new first-person shooter coming out called Black Room. It's set in a violent world of holographs. Um, <laughs> because I so I guess I'm trying to find the description of it because. Uh, it's not Daikatana, so don't worry. But it could be. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Blackroom Story Center is, it's a single-player shooter, I should mention. Blackroom Story Center is around a character called Santiago Sonora, an engineer at a leading holographic simulation company. The simulations start to turn nasty, and so Santiago investigates. This sounds so generic. This allows the game to feature a variety of settings, including hardcore military simulations, hellish infernos, and interstellar space, as well as ruined Victorian mansions, Wild West ghost towns, and swashbuckling pirate galleons, according to the release. Um, So I guess the idea is that there's an AI that runs holograms, like like basically a a holodeck room. Yeah, and the AI goes rogue, basically. Yeah. which I, I actually think that's a really clever narrative design so that you can have literally any environment you want. It's true, yeah. I think that's really clever. But uh, whether the game yeah, is wild. actually good or not, we'll, we'll see. I mean, uh, I've, I've heard that the Doom level is really good. So, I mean, it, it could be telling that, you know, you just need to put Car- or, uh, Romero in an environment where he's comfortable in. Whoa. You know? Okay. Uh... But- went to the kickstarter and says funding canceled what Whoa, what uh Hold where well, now i'm looking at it <laughs> why did no one say anything about this what sorry for black room okay let's see wait let's a minute there's like no wait a minute okay hang funding on canceled it was canceled th- three days ago for backers yep, only i, I can't even see it hmm. what the hell hang it on we got hang we on everybody any reports of this this is breaking news, everybody. <laughs> the, the Xbox fuck? Best Friends broke so, first. So it currently has 2,287. Oh, here we go. Rock, paper, shotgun reached. covered it. What the fuck? Thank you, rock, paper, shotgun. You're my only friend. Doing God's work. <laughs> yeah, doing God's work over there. John Romero and Adrian Carmack have canceled their Kickstarter for Black Room four days after launching it, but will return once they've released a, a finished gameplay demo. A pair of former uh, id software doom lords and quakers why did you just say that pitched black room as an fps football <laughs> they were looking for they were looking for seven hundred thousand dollars to make black room but at the time of cancellation had only one hundred and thirty one thousand fifty two dollars pledge um there's a quote it says the team is hard at work on a demo which demonstrates the kind of gameplay look in in a innovative cool features that make black room truly unique the things we've waited years to put into an fps and which make us incredibly excited about the game there's a hitch here it's just making us do something that's right for the game the team the community we're pressing pause on the fundraising campaign for blackroom to complete this gameplay demo simply put this will take more time than the kickstarter has left so we've decided to suspend the campaign and launch a new one when the gameplay demo is ready we believe however it is the right choice we know you do too thanks for your feedback 
I gotta say, they should have had the fucking demo done when they launched it. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh... That's a little, yeah. Short-sighted. Somebody <laughs> got way too, like, trigger-happy and was yeah, like, yeah. let's see if we can get the money first, and then they realized, well, I mean, like... They, f- they had that video produced, so, I mean, I assume this has been a decision that they had been thinking and sitting on for a while, so... I don't know. <sighs> it's presumptuous of us to think that... Uh, sure. I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. I think it's interesting because, uh, like, it feels like this renaissance of '90s shooters, and to see Romero back in to the industry like this, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's I, like, I, I, I'll go with you on that. It's like everyone took like a ten year break or something. I was like, all right, time to get back to work. Like everybody at the same yeah, time. It's like everyone gave Call of Duty its room, and now yeah. they're like, okay, I guess we should try something now. All right. Next, uh, next piece of news: the Fallout 4 mods launch in open beta on PC, coming to consoles by June. Yeah. All Fallout 4 players on Windows PC can now try a beta version of the game's mod tools, which I'm totally downloading because I was working on a new Vegas mod, and I was like, "Why am I doing this when I could put it in Fallout 4?" So you were working on it recently. Yes, I was working <laughs> on a radio station, which I actually got working. Nice. And. It played music, uh, played but I wanted to. So basically, what I'm doing is like I wrote a whole script for like the DJ, and it was gonna yeah. be this uh, like American utopianist radio station that basically blasts out all this old license, like basically Creative Commons, like uh, the copyright has expired, 1930s wow. music, so that I could actually distribute it. And I was Wasn't like writing like all the in lead-ins a... for it and everything, and uh, yeah. Wasn't there and, something uh, like that in Fallout Three that like took use of a uh, Creative Commons? Um, well, it wasn't like that. It's not going to be like Yankee Doodle and shit. Like it was going to be like you know, <laughs> it was going to be actual music, like, but like uh, the DJ like was going to be what I like to call an American utopianist. And like the idea was like, oh, we're we're gonna rebuild America, basically. So mm-hmm. like, uh, I had written all these things and like, uh, make America great again. <laughs> basically, it was like <laughs> rebuild America. Period. Like that was sort of the thing, and uh, it was gonna be very anti like slaver and anti like stealing and all these things, and uh, but kind of a kind of aggressive about it, like <laughs> not in like a, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's hard to explain, but. Yeah, I, I was like, I'll just wait for the Fallout 4 creation kit. So now that I know that I can actually download it, and that makes me really excited. But um, yeah, so there's also a website where you can view other mods that people have created, and you can download them. And it's the official like Bethesda website has these. Uh, and you can download the beta through Steam right now uh, for free, obviously. So I'll have to I'll have to give that a shot because it sounds really cool. And then yeah, so the mods will be coming to uh, Xbox One in May, thanks to Bethesda's exclusivity contract with Microsoft and the PlayStation Four in June. Very exciting. Yeah, I need to get back in Fallout. I haven't played it much, and I, did, I haven't played it since they started releasing DLC. Even though I own the season pass, so <laughs> I'll have to. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't even fucking touched it in so long. I, I need mm-hmm. to get into it. Yeah. I was kind of lukewarm about the game, so I put it down after my first playthrough. 
I, didn't, I never even beat it. I think Me I got neither. 30 I, hours in. I beat it, but not in the sense that I like played everything. I just kind of bulldozed through it to get to the end of the story. Yeah, the story, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to do that. I like just playing the game. <laughs> I didn't. That was me. Anyway, here's this story <laughs> that Kyle sent me right before the fucking show started. Uh, it was Microsoft will, Yeah, Microsoft will announce new hardware at E3. Yes, comes again. From, let's uh, say that we don't. Insider. Keep trying yeah, to pick this fight, Kyle. You just keep. <laughs> I'm not saying that we need to have the debate. You I'm won't just let saying. it go, man. You this just is important won't. news. See, when I read this, I don't think of Xbox 1.5. I think of something totally different. But it can be a lot of things. Let's look at the story, and then we'll and then we'll talk about it. All right. Okay. It says, it says uh, you know, E3 Microsoft's E3 press event is coming in a few weeks because uh, it's in June, right? June's mm-hmm. E3. Yeah. Yep. Um, it says that. Based on sources inside the company, and this is therot.com or whatever writing this, uh, expect to see new hardware at the event, and there will also be a new standard controller that ships with the Xbox One. The new standard controller will look similar to the current design, which isn't too surprising, but will likely come in a new color, considering that Microsoft currently ships a black controller, a white default design, seems like a decent mid-cycle refresh for consoles to help spur sales in addition to an updated standard controller the company is exploring new interactions between the pc and the xbox one to further extend the capabilities already present between the two games between the two game streaming what the hell no that's not a sentence oh between the two i get it okay that was the end of the sentence i was like what Seeing as Microsoft wants to make Windows 10 on the desktop and Xbox One a killer combination, they're looking to leverage the ecosystem to create unique experiences for games that are on other platforms too. So, um, it's they seem to be talking about it like it is a mid-cycle refresh, but not in the sense that it's maybe a 1.5. Like I don't get the when I read this, I don't get the sense There's that the hardware is more there, powerful. Yeah, yeah I just get the sense that it's a modified a, a, controller. It could possibly be like in many many historical uh, circumstances, where it's like they have done a, a reworking on the hardware specs on it, made a different skew, but it's not to make it hard or technologically more superior. It's just trying to make it cheaper, or and perhaps even uh, making like a an elite version, so it'll have a bigger hard drive or something like that. And we already yeah. have that. We have the one terabyte, yeah, but that yeah. W- there's been a lot of talk going on because of how digital distribution is becoming a lot more prevalent. Uh, that which we'll talk that, about really soon. Yeah, the uh, hard drives are just gonna uh, eventually need bigger and bigger versions in the consoles if we're expected to really keep these for a longer period of time. Yeah, you're right. So you know, as digital distribution gets lo- gets bigger, you're gonna need at least like probably two terabytes instead of just one. Which is yeah, uh, at least yeah. I mean, I'm running the 500 gig right now on my Xbox, and I'm constantly needing to me too figure out what I, I don't want to play right at the moment, which is hard because yeah. like I have a a big back catalog on my my Xbox. I have a, a two terabyte hard drive in my PC, and it's fucking glorious. It's great. <laughs> I, I wish yeah. that we uh, Xbox could do the thing like PlayStation can, where you can just plug in a different hard drive. Well, maybe that's part of this new hardware. It's possible, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, I there thought is Xbox the, could do that. I thought PlayStation was the one where you had to... Well, Xbox One, you can have a uh, an uh, external hard external, drive yeah. act as extra storage, but you but can't have like actually you can't like, swap replace out the, the hard drive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
PlayStation 3 and 4, there's, like, you just pull a slot and, like, unscrew the hard drive, and you can put any laptop hard drive in it, basically. Yeah. You don't even need a flash or anything, right? On the PS3? Um, no, on the PS4, you don't. Not ne- no, it does it for you. Um, right, at least I when, when right, I did right. it in the PS3, because my old hard drive died and I had to buy a new one, when I put it in, I mean, it, in, it like, wipes the hard, whatever hard drive mm-hmm. you put in, yeah, yeah, and, then yeah. it, and then it installs all the software on it, but... Uh, yeah, it. I mean, that's all you need to do, really. I thought another interesting part of this was uh, that they're trying to extend the capabilities between PC and the Xbox One. So, so yeah, they're really going hard means. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, that's pretty interesting because like, the ecosystem between the two at the moment, at least to me, feels uh, fairly connective. So yeah. just knowing that like they're trying to push that even more, like are, are they trying to make Xbox a ubiquitous Coming soon, platform? the Xbox Connective. Thanks, Connect. Kyle, for the name. Well, <laughs> be a little too close. <laughs> <laughs> Connect just will not leave us alone. No. Uh, what what was that guy's name? Pseudo Sonata. He's going. Kudo. 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 The the potato man that showed you the bottom of the shoe. Yeah, check yeah. this out. Ugh, fucking Ugh, look at this. Look at, this. <laughs> look at the dog shit I stepped on earlier. Because yeah. now he's he's in Microsoft uh, the act proper now, so he's not a part of Xbox. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. Working with uh, I think Hololens, but anyway, I thought it was think, an interesting yeah, I think story. That, that sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah, I mean, anyway. I've just heard a lot about the PS4K and Neo and shit, so I just thought. Since this is like pretty much confirmed, we're gonna see something at E3, which is yeah. super soon. I figured it'd be important. I'm gonna be honest, and I and I, I don't mean to spark up this conversation. <laughs> I don't. I'm now thinking that maybe these, and if there is an Xbox 1.5, also that maybe they are modular. Like maybe, maybe like you're not gonna be buying a new system every year, but like maybe there's a new. Like you know, you sl- you just slot out like the old hardware and slot in the new, you know, that like you the, just uh, buy expansion packs. Basically, yeah. So it's like every year they release maybe a one hundred dollar upgrade, and you just pull the old one out and put the new one in, and your system gets slightly better. Could be, man. Could be. I would actually be totally okay with that. I would actually buy one at that point because I'd be like, okay. At the moment, I feel like the sky's the limit. Yeah. We'll have to see. E3 is going to be so interesting. Fuck so, yeah, dude. So much this, shit's going on. This right one's going to be so weird. I have a lot to um, talk about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <clears throat> anyway, um, this I found super interesting. Um, there is this thing called the Entertainment Software Association, and they put an annual report out, and it has a ton of interesting statistics in it. Uh, well, some of which actually caught me off guard. Um, yeah. And then some I take with a grain of salt because mainly the sales ones, because it's all NPD data and they don't track NPD does not track Walmart, which is the largest de- retailer in the U S and they yeah. also don't track digital sales. So any of the sales data on, is kind of taken with a, I mean, you could kind of assume that like it's still similar because. So it's literally just like GameStop yeah. and Best Buy at that point. For America, at least, and Target and yeah. Target to a degree. And, uh, I mean, Target's the Target is the second biggest retailer in the U.S. True. So I guess Target, you, could, you got to throw Toys R Us accounts for too. a lot of it too. I mean, yeah, all you need to do is just extrapolate the data that they send, pretty much. Yeah, and Target actually has a lot of, uh, so, like they have pre-orders and 
they actually have a lot in terms of their inventory yeah. of video games and stuff so not, not to make this a, uh, a a talk about the mpd but factoring out digital sales the fact that walmart isn't factored in i mean for the most part i don't think that's for a reason though i don't think the demographics are so much different between target and walmart well yeah that's what i meant i I meant like there's probably a little bit of variation there's probably a little bit of variation but it's probably still yeah kind of similar i'm just saying like keep that in mind but um polygon actually has a bunch of the highlights of the data it's a long report i actually read the whole thing because i found it super fascinating but i wanted to read polygon's kind of highlights because they found kind of the most interesting stuff that came out of this (coughs) excuse me um so in terms of demographics 63 percent of u.s households surveyed include at least one frequent gamer sounds about right that sounds about 65 Yeah, 65% of homes own a video game playing device, while 48% own a dedicated game console. Sounds right. I don't know what they mean by a dedicated game console. They mean like PlayStation 4, well, they mean like a console. Well, what's a video game playing device then, like a set to Exactly. Or like maybe an Amazon Amazon Fire Fire. TV or something, yeah. 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 Apple TV, that type of stuff. That's a good point because like those like yeah apple tv and stuff plays games now too and stuff so yeah that's actually a good point i didn't Wait, think about does that it just game playing device or did it specify it says TV? it says quote a dedicated game console 65 oh, okay. percent of homes own a video game playing device while 48 okay, well, percent own a dedicated video game, video game playing device could meet smartphones that is true that's yeah. true yeah that's true that is a good idea tablets pcs I don't really acknowledge. Also. I don't acknowledge the smartphone industry as far as gaming is considered, but I will. Cons- uh, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> it's, they are video. I honestly don't, don't think it. that. They're I honestly don't think that I counts. Like. I think they are counting like things like Apple TVs and it's possible. Amazon stuff. I don't want them. Anyway, to it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, forty-seven percent of gamers are between the ages of eighteen and forty-nine. Um, the was- average. Huh? So that was the first one that kind of caught me a little off guard, I guess, because I know that the that's the average, right? So the average that is, is the, the, the yeah forty seven percent of gamers are between eighteen and forty nine. Yeah, because I mean, like you think about like the outliers of that, and like the person I really that really sna- I thought about was like Adam. It's Sessler. all people below the age of eighteen. Yeah, like the first person um, I really snapped to was like Adam Sessler, who's like who's I think he's fifty. So is he really well, this so. this statistic makes sense when you think about how long video games have been a thing. Like it's only been since the seventies, and that was yeah. fifty something years ago. So the average gamer, what is twenty late twenties, early thirties, right? <sighs> well, that's what I was about to say. The average male who plays video games oh, is thirty five, <laughs> while the average surprising. woman that plays Should've video played. games is forty four. That's which, surprising. What the fuck one. is that? That was yeah. super surprising to me. I'm trying um, to think like what could have like. W- how they're like, counting like, they're counting like iphone games and stuff in this because that, yeah. i would count i would count those too and that'll so skew I, uh that'll dude, skew people it too, like the, the, the moms and stuff ridiculous. yeah yeah like mm-hmm. but but i hate when people like, but that's not a real game it's like it is a real game no, i play all kinds of awesome games on my phone that fucking awesome yeah it's like tons of them stop being an exclusionary asshole is like one of my favorite games and it's on the mobile. I will continue Stop to being... be an exclusionary asshole because yeah. I don't like mobile Stop games. Stop being an exclusionary asshole and let the cougars play their games. That's all I'm saying. Cougars, oh, I'll let the cougars play their cougars games. Cougars, man. Get on yeah. that Utomo. Anyway. Shit. Hit me up on um, Utomo, Bay. 59. <laughs> so 59% of those who play games on a regular basis are men. 41% are women. So it's actually getting pretty close to equal mm-hmm. the average gamer has been playing video games for 13 years 
Sounds, Sounds about, about right. right. Yeah. Um, the buying habits. The average frequent game purchaser is 38 years old, which also makes sense because they have a lot of expendable income and they're probably buying games for kids and stuff. 60% of those who buy games are most often men, while the remaining are 40% are women, which also makes sense when you account for the 59% who play games or on a regular basis are men and 41% are women. So there's not much, you know... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Disparity there. No. That's what I meant to say. Um, 41% of regular buyers pick up new games without trying them beforehand. Um, which I also oh. found a little interesting. That's, uh, that's more just indicative of the fact that there just aren't as many demos out anymore, so people kind of just have to buy games. That too, but too also just a lot of people just kind of go to the store and go, that looks cool, or I saw a commercial for that. Yeah, and buy it. there's a lot you of that I mean? too. So, um, I actually had another statistic about the whole uh, gender thing, which I found really interesting. So, there isn't, like, unlike males, there's actually an equal distribution of female gamers in age. So, half of the female gamers are 35 and under, and the other half are older than 35. Wow. Which is why like 35 women 35 to 44 make up a large majority of women gamers and make up the average and that's why women age 18 or older represent a significantly greater portion of the game playing population a whopping 31 percent more than boys 18 or younger wow isn't that insane it's fascinating man yeah like i find all this stuff so interesting like um was this other one that i saw so we went through buying habits how we spend our game time the most frequently played game device is the pc 56 percent of respondents which makes sense when you think about like league of legends <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. know but that's yeah, strange yeah. considering digital sales are not are not based in any of this which is odd. we'll get we'll get yeah. there we'll get there uh followed by dedicated game consoles which are 53 percent, and smartphones which are 36 percent um handhelds are played less often just 17 percent of frequent players claim to use those devices 50 percent of those with gaming consoles also use them to watch movies and 54 percent of respondents play games with other people including friends uh 40 percent of people who said play games with other people said they played with their friends and family members another 21 percent and online gamers spend six and a half hours a week on average playing with others I found interesting. So, like friends and stuff. That makes sense. Um, that makes sense. VR and esports. Half of the respondents are familiar with esports, and forty-five percent of those who follow esports do so through social media. That's um, awesome. This yeah, next fifth, one I don't get at all. Fifty-five percent of frequent gamers are aware of virtual reality headsets, and forty percent claimed they were likely to purchase a VR system within the next twelve months. That's so insane. That's yeah, 40% I, that's, of... Wow. I found the 40% saying they were likely to purchase one actually a little surprising, too. Surprising, and I'm not sure if that's really going to translate. I mean, it's, I'm not sure how many of them we'll are see. actually going to buy. Cause it's, yeah, yeah, exactly, because they say they will, but if they actually right. do, is a whole There's a lot story. of excitement with VR, but I mean, yeah, when it comes down to brass tacks. Um, just how much money do we spend in games? In short, a whole lot. Consumers spend $23.5 billion on the gaming industry in 2015. $16.5 billion was spent on gaming content alone, so the large brunt of it. Jeez. And since 
2010, more and more buyers are spending their money on digital releases. Last year, 56% of sales were digitally. And yep, that's yep. 4% increase over last year. And actually, if you look at the percent growth over the last five years, it's been kind of staggering how much digital sells. They're uh, going up like crazy. Yeah. So in 2010, digital sales of video games only accounted for 29%, while the other 71% were physical formats. But now when you look now, 56% are digital. Well, only, uh, 44% are uh, physical. So... And the only time we ever had kind of a like half and half was basically between 2013 and 2014. Mm-hmm. That was when everything shifted. Yep. And I think since I love, then the growth has been staggering. I love reports like this. I th- I always find them super super interesting. And uh, yeah. specifically on the digital stuff, I think that makes a lot of sense just because uh, I feel like 100% of games, if they're going to get published, like it's very rare to find a game that's only pu- uh, released through uh, yeah. physical, just because it's easier to release a game digital these days. Yeah. So I, is... I find that shift. Uh... Yeah. Um, hardware only accounted for 4.9 billion of the 23 and a half billion dollars. You also have to take into account that, like, mobile industry, for instance, there is no uh, physical sales on games like that. Yeah, and sure. the PC platform themselves, like I'm sure, the physical sales are very low. That is true too. That's a good point. <clears throat> yeah, and it I says think... here, digital format sales include subscriptions, digital full games, digital add-on content, mobile apps, and social network games. Mm. So yes, you're right. Like digital, so console gamers might not, it might not be those numbers, but if you look at the entire spectrum of the gaming industry, right. most most content is delivered digitally. Uh, did you guys remember the uh, there was a Pew Research poll that came out at the end of last year? Do you guys remember that? Because no. there was a headline that people were pulling from that that was saying uh, there more women own game consoles than men, according to this Pew Research study. And uh, oh, I did hear about that. Yeah, and from that study, uh, I'm looking at the Polygon story right now <clears throat> because uh, this came out. After the obviously, because uh, the ESA reports, I think at the be- around around this time every fucking year. So uh, they compared the two findings, and it feels like the P Research Center and ESA often differ quite a bit. So I found that interesting. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's, uh, that happens they take, because they they pull different samples, right? You know? Yeah, because yeah. Pew's so. based on f- phone calls, if I'm correct, right? Is that how they do it? I I guess so. I'm not sure. I think someone's probably going to correct us, but yeah. Um, this is another thing I found interesting: factors influencing decisions to purchase video games. Ooh. So the highest factor that people cite is other, which isn't really helpful. <laughs> um, the second highest, only behind it by one percent, is price. The price of a game makes all the difference in when you buy something. Below that is interesting story and premise. Below that is quality of graphics. Below that's word <laughs> of mouth. And then below that, tied our product is a continuation of a favorite game series and product is familiar to me from past experiences, which are almost the same fucking thing. Yeah. Um, and I'll say that's I'm surprised. Let's go ahead, Kyle. Uh, sorry, I was just going to say I'm surprised that there's no um, check mark on that list for people that have uh, people's opinions on the game 
because like personalities or people that you respect yeah. or friends. I mean, there's word like of mouth, which might be sort of um, it. Yeah, this could yeah. be. Um, yeah. And then there's other, which I imagine other has to do with like YouTube and Twitch personalities. <laughs> Although right, just being yeah. PewDiePie. I'm just <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. 22%. It just says PewDiePie. PewDiePie. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so funny. Um, so, Master. best selling video game, super genres by units sold. So, it's broken up by just video games and computer games. That's so, uh, wait, what? I don't. Yeah. That's what it's broken up by. So what does that mean? <laughs> I'm guessing computer games is specifically PC games because the PC genre, like PC ecosystem, is much larger than everything else. Mm-hmm. So, the number one genre on consoles. Does anybody want to take a guess? I don't know if you guys are actually looking at it. Yes, I'm guessing. You're correct. It's FPS. Oh. 24.5 of all of the most popular game sales by units sold by genre, the shooter, with action closely behind. 22.9%. What uh, page are you on on this? I just pulled it up now. Uh, Seven. I'm not really. Um, I'm just just listening. Yeah. With uh, sports, with sports games right behind at thirteen point two percent, role playing at eleven. Yeah, right. Yeah. What do you think the most popular computer game genre is? MOBA. It's Uh, strategy. Thirty-six point four percent. Is that technically right? Or I believe that counts. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, twenty-five point eight percent is just described as casual, whatever that means. Um, Okay. Yeah. Maybe Um, that's like Facebook games and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe. Um, of the games rated by the ESRB in 2015, 37% were E, 23% E10, 29, T, and only 11%. Were That's M. usually how it goes. Yeah, and That's I'm sure bad. there's like a one, there's like a less than one percent, like AO or something. They don't really <laughs> count. Eighty-six percent of parents are aware of the ESRB rating system, and 97% of parents believe the ESRB rating system is accurate. Mm-hmm. I want to know what the other three. The other three percent of those fuckers about. who bought the kid, their kids like GTA when they're ten. No, and those are the there. other fourteen yeah. percent who aren't aware of the ESRB yeah. rating system. I'm sitting system. here all pissed off because my mom knows what the ESRB is. Motherfuckers getting GT. Sorry. Jesus, <laughs> tell us how you really feel. Cool down, buddy. <laughs> anyway, most frequent gamers who play multiplayer and online games spend an average of six and a half hours playing online. I think we already talked about that one. Uh, I'm trying to find other ones that are super interesting. This one, actually, I found pretty interesting. The average age of the frequent game purchaser is 38, and 52% of the most frequent gamers feel that video games provide more value for their money than DVDs at 23%, music at 14%, and going to the movies at 10%. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, That's cool. Yeah. It's more fulfilling. Is that what the word was? Something like that. They find it more. That, it provides more value for their money. Yes. Okay. That makes yeah. perfect sense because like games last a long time. Yeah. Um, Forty-one percent purchase new videos without trying, and we talked about that. Thirty-one percent download full games off the company's website, which I don't know what that means. What? what? And then thirty percent purchase after downloading the trial version or demo. Hmm. So I, I yeah, I don't know what download the full game off the company's website means. Maybe it's like a. I can't imagine this to be true, but maybe it's like an indie project where it's just like it's not released on. <laughs> that or it's like League of Legends and things like yeah. that. Right? Oh yeah, they they don't they have their own. Does that count as a purchase though? That's what I. 
does a download count as a purchase? Yeah. I mean, I'd be interesting to know. Yeah, does a download of a free to play game count as a purchase? <clears throat> right. Because when you look at the digital physical sales information, it says that social networking games and mobile apps count as digital purchases. So, so I guess yeah, that's got to be. That's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. You did it. All right, and then the top twenty selling video games are I find so fascinating because they're all retail data. Yeah, and it may similar and, to how we, uh, but we like this. a lot of these games seem like they should be way higher up because I think most of these games sell way more digitally than they do retail. So it's almost like so. For instance, if you look at the top twenty selling computer games in twenty fifteen in retail, this all comes from the NPD Group Retail Tracking Service. Sims Four, Fallout Four, <laughs> Sims Three Starter Pack, Sims Four Get to Work Expansion Pack, okay. Starcraft Two <laughs> Legacy of the Void, Skyrim, Fallout Anthology, Grand Theft Auto Five, uh, World of Warcraft, Warlords of Draenor, uh, Star Wars Battlefront, which I'm actually kind of surprised the PC is in the top ten, right? Weird. Uh, the Sims 3 Pets, The Sims 3 Seasons <laughs> Expansion Pack, Diablo 3 Raper of Souls, Vanilla Diablo 3, The Sims 3 Island Paradise Expansion Pack, The Sims, Sims 3, 3 University Lion Expansion Pack, The Sims 3 Supernatural Expansion Pack, StarCraft 2 Wings of Liberty, SimCity 2013, Four Souls, World Sims of Warcraft Battle Chest. Here's the thing, though. This makes perfect sense because this is NPD so data, good. right? So, yeah. like, if you look at the NPD data for just top 20 selling video games, then that's a very different list obviously it is a because, totally different list yeah. yeah like this is working off of console sales and stuff like that the yeah. pc industry completely dead in the retail space practically the people that are buying games like the sims 4 the sims 3 starter pack blah 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 <laughs> you know like that's people that don't normally game so they don't really understand that steam exists and that's the platform that people most use yeah. you know that's just a different environment so yeah like that's another- black ops 3 right yeah game. games like that are up there wow. uh it makes sense why battlefront is up there because battlefront really crosses into the casual casual market yeah. a lot you know what doesn't make sense to me is that battlefield hardline outsold destiny the taken king because i think most people bought that digitally so if you actually counted for digital sales i think yeah, destiny right. taken king would probably be in the top 10 I mean, or at least top yeah, 15 because the only physical release for the taken king was the uh the full pack right that came with yeah that came with all the expansions so yeah. yeah, that makes that makes total sense. Yeah, there are always yeah. these asterisks when it comes to it, and and it makes sense because NPD like they can't report on online stuff because that's not how their business works. They report on multiple different industries. Right. Also, the reason why they don't report on Walmart is because Walmart does their own internal reports like that and send it up. NPD just is gracious enough that they send this information out to analysts and stuff like that, so we hear about it. Right. People like exactly. Michael Pactor get like letters from other people and shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's a good place to. If I mean, if you guys want to read the full report, you can look it up. But it super we, interesting. We went over most of it actually. It's not <laughs> super long, but uh, and it's all it's not like a wall of text. It's actually like nice graphics. Yeah, it's a nice little pamphlet. pamphlet. Yeah. Um, good find. I find all this stuff super fascinating, and I just love like looking at it and thinking about it and. You too, man. all that stuff um yeah the uh the uh average woman gamer being 44 really caught me off guard because i knew that like yeah. that was the one that the, really like the one about 41 percent women 59 percent male didn't strike me as odd i think that's actually higher percentage of women than previously um although yeah, i've heard I'm, other studies I'm, that are basically equal so it, it kind of differs but like mm-hmm. that one didn't seem like I mean, actually, the forty-one percent seems a little low to me, but I was like, okay, that sounds about right. But like, 
yeah, the one that's like the average age is like 44. And I was like, really? Wow, that's crazy. And then, but then the other one was like that uh, women like have an equal spread among age groups, like almost equally. Like, I found that really interesting. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like there are pockets of uh male ages that don't have time to play video games or something like Like, it's weird kids that are girls that are being incentivized to play these games than guys yeah it's so interesting well not even that it's like the average like the amount of i think it was the amount of women over 18 like outnumbers the amount of boys playing games now oh really that's crazy something like that yeah yeah, so the so I think it's like the if you take the age group that is the average woman gamer, there are more than of them playing video games regularly than than boys below the age of eighteen. Man, I love information like this. I know, so interesting. For sure, dude. And NeoGaf would have you believe, or 4chan would have you believe that women <laughs> don't play video games. Anyway, there are certain the NeoGaf pe- members too. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. You know what's so funny when the whole like Gamergate thing was going down? Like, I thought it was so funny that I was like, if NeoGaf is against you, like, you need to just stop. That is such a good point. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> they don't band together for shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um. Anyway, Forza, the last piece of news because we just fucking spent so much time on that, but I found it so interesting. Forza Motorsport Six Apex Open Beta on Windows 10 runs on May 5th. So if you wanted to play Forza Six beta on your pc and really test out that direct x12 graphics experience yep. <laughs> you can do that and i know there are people that play a lot of racing games on pc because they build like pods and stuff yeah mm-hmm. i've heard um, uh, project cars is really successful on pc yeah yeah um because yeah i met someone once who said that they their friend like only plays racing games and he basically builds these pods with these really expensive racing wheels and he's like Jeez. it's fucking crazy because like the like the, it kind of vibrates too like 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 you're in a car and what he the said fuck? like the, they said like the faster you go the steering wheels actually have like liquid hydraulics and shit in them so like <laughs> so like it gets harder to turn them like the faster you go and stuff and i'm like that's fucking crazy but if i was going to play a racing game that sounds like the way to do it you know sounds super cool yeah because like that's one of my biggest problems is like when i'm in a car you know you have that sense of momentum and that sense that like i know how fast or kind of not wide i should be turning or whatever but when you're playing Mm -hmm. a game there's none of that so when you're trying to turn it's like you're just slamming at all the walls you know right uh it'd be interesting anyway that is actually it for all of our news it was actually quite a a week beefy week yeah um so we're Solid. just gonna go into the topic the topic however that goes hot topic hot topic yeah burn it down hot, 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 hot. hot topic when i was a young boy okay let's move on now my father <laughs> took me into the city to, the city. to see a marching band i love that album don't don't even fuck around I, anyway, I, okay. <laughs> we won't talk about it. Then. I don't give a fuck. I have no guilty pleasures. I like what I like, and I don't give a fuck. Is there something like a rap songs going on? So is, there, is, there, <laughs> is there is there a certain something that you want to stand up for, or no? Yeah, I'm gonna stand up for my chemical romance. I'm gonna you stand up right now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> 
you know what, Dave? <laughs> I like what I like, and I don't really give a fuck what anybody else another, thinks. You are another cog. <laughs> hey, man. I, you are just another cog in the murder machine, my friend. The murder machine. What? I love that. Oh, come on, it's a reference. Come on. I know, I loved it. That was great. I don't know MCR that well. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm an AFI guy. Nice. I'm sorry. I'm not I an like MCR guy. Too. I just like Teenagers. It's a good song. Not a uh, Teenagers is a good song. Not a hater. That whole album's good. It's yeah. like a rock opera. Anyway, let's just Are we moving on now? Yeah, let's move on. All right. Anyway, anyway. Uh What was our topic again? I know I've asked you like Christ, twice. <laughs> Okay, so what we're going to be talking about this oh week is God. basically with the uh, with the talks of the new shooters coming out, like Doom, Overwatch, Battleborn, and uh, the new COD is going to be coming out in November or whenever. Uh, we thought we'd take a step back and talk about uh, basically the state of shooters at this point take and uh, what exactly <laughs> we believe to be the quote-unquote king of the shooters at this point. Like based king on, of the hill. and honestly, I would I would say that we should probably go as far as to say like what our subjective pick would be, and then try to argue what the objective pick would be. Like, Overwatch, wrap up the show. <laughs> <laughs> I may just start playing the outro right there, just because. Pack it but, up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be, fight on this one. I'll fight. So let's uh, yeah. let's start off with what. We believe to be our subjective pick, I guess. Because the subjective pick, you can't really argue about necessarily, but the objective pick, yeah, we definitely can. I'll argue. Are we talking about in terms <laughs> of the overall package or the mechanics? Or... Define it yourself for the subjective one. Yeah. That's oh, for the, for the objective, subjective one. Objective, we can define it for, for all three of us. But yeah. It's hard. It's hard for me because subjectively, I have to go with like mechanics. And the system's kind of sort of tied to those mechanics. And part of me wants to say Destiny, but I know that's sort of dumb because I've just, it's just because it's like new and I've been playing and I have probably like six to 700 hours in it. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know if that's the best pick because there, there are other shooters that I've probably played more. Like I probably have played 1500 hours of Unreal Tournament, you know? Derp. And, but what I say Unreal Tournament is objectively my favorite shooter of all time i probably not because like it now feels old it's it's so weird yeah yeah i i don't know man like i, I mean so i really do love time, like destiny i mean i would say destiny then i guess but it's hard not argue on it <laughs> I mean, subjectively, I mean, you can't argue with someone's subjective opinion. No, I can't just, say, yeah. I'm just being a dick. But it's like Doom comes out next is... week, and what if that changes my mind? And I'm like, Doom well, single player by is the, way, the fucking bee's knees. Just to take so. an aside here, subjective opinion is a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not an oxymoron. An opinion? It's, it's redundant. It's redundant. <laughs> I know, subjective, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, subjective means your opinion so don't don't be like me don't say subjective thank opinion. you for understanding what the word redundant means because yeah. i had an argument with someone about the difference between redundant and repetitive for like an hour like a month ago <laughs> and they just didn't get it and i'm so glad there are other people in this world that know that they're what different me, what makes me happy is that you held this with you <laughs> like this feeling of passionate like my god it's yeah. like he just gets it's, me you know <laughs> well it's just like i'm just like dude you're wrong like i know he was trying to tell me that like they're basically the same thing and they're interchangeable no, I'm like they're not though no, they're not. i'm like they're not oh my goodness 
No, they are not. Not even sort of. Anyway, to get out of the semantical Wrong, argument yeah. here. <laughs> I hope. Anyway, yeah, so, I guess I'll go Destiny? with. I guess I'll go with Destiny. Like. And you're saying just, from a mechanics perspective? Yeah, just the mechanics are fun and it feels good. If I had to go from like a. Like a multiplayer sort of like, not even that because the culture around it sucks. I was gonna say Counter Strike, but the people who play Counter Strike are. Yeah. Yeah, but annoying. that's outside of the self. That's all know? another discussion. That's that's gonna. That's like, true. I, I, I but even Counter Strike feels old. Man, Maryland Manans, Maryland yeah, Manson fans. Jeez. Even Counter Strike feels old, but it's old on purpose. So I yeah. don't even. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I don't know if I can fault it for that. It's a don't don't, don't fix if it don't fix what isn't broken type approach. Yeah, I don't know. Who's still playing one point six? I know there are still people playing one point six. Like weird perfectionists. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard so many discussions on why, uh, what is it? Uh, source is like the worst thing ever. And I'm just like, I've, oh, I source. Know. Yeah. Nobody likes source. I don't know. I've never played it. Should I think I own it, but I've never played it. Uh, I would say, are we talking about Counter Strike source or are we talking about the engine source? We're talking about Counter Strike okay, source. I was about to see, like, if you're going to tell me that source is a bad engine, I'm like, uh. <laughs> it's an engine that they've stretched for two fucking decades. Yeah. yeah. It's fueled a lot of our games. But they have mm-hmm. source two now. Like, it's coming out, yeah. Finally. It's yeah. already out. Like, they've been. It, Dota 2's been running on it for, like, more than a year. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. they, they, like, quietly snuck it in and then eventually were like, yeah, it's in there. Hmm. Like, because people were data mining it and seeing, like, all these Source 2 files and they're like, what the fuck are all these? And Valve didn't say anything. And then eventually they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we replaced it with Source 2. Like, the engine's better now. Because they did, like, a whole revamp of the game's, like, UI and stuff. No, I um, hate Valve. And some of the things you hate Valve. <laughs> Why can't they just be blunt with me? That's all I want. I know. <laughs> I'm still saying like Why one can't day, you be honest with me, Dad? They're never gonna <laughs> They're ever, ever, ever going to announce uh Half Life Three. They're just gonna slap like like quietly put it onto Steam one day and the world is gonna lose its mind. And it'll be a like HTC Vive exclusive, basically. Oh, yeah, basically God, that's yeah. what it's looking like. Yeah, it would be some shit like that. Yeah. Just Valve. It's gonna be fucking embrace <laughs> the future. Yep, I prefer uh, to yell at clouds. Yeah, I love how that has just become a thing. Hmm. The internet. The internet. Grandpa said. Internet does what it does. Anyway, who else can wants to talk about a shooter? I will. Uh, <laughs> considering I've been playing Halo Five this entire time, I mean, I can definitely. I've played plenty of shooters in my time, so I can definitely have the I guess quote unquote authority to talk about it. Um. At this point, subjectively speaking, what I think was... Oh, that's that's still hard to do, even though I really like Halo That's 5. what I'm saying. Even it's hard. It's hard to do, because I, I went through different periods of my life playing different games. Like, I, I had my COD phase, I had my Halo phase, I had my return to yeah, COD exactly. phase, I had my return to Halo phase. <laughs> and, uh, my Planetside 2 phase, which, you know, pretty much took over my life. And Where's the air horn? We agreed. Is, is there this an is air, a horn? New air horn? What, for there is a new air horn because you bring up fucking Planetside 2 like constantly. Oh. Okay, <laughs> feel free. I'm, I'm not typing it in because I'm playing Halo. But uh, well, fine. If somebody asks, there you go. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Even though I haven't played Planetside 2 in like years, but you know, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You, how much you can game. still write that. You can still write that book. What book? Yeah, for sure. If anybody can remember the book podcast. where people call you about their problems, where like oh, my wife has to touch me in a year, and you relate it back to Planetside <laughs> Two. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, I guess if I was going to say at this point what I think, uh, subjectively speaking, the best shooter out there, I would probably give it to... I mean, if we're talking about current games, I would give it to... Uh, <laughs> you can hear the 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 unsure the my conflict really unsurety my conflict my unsuredness my my conflicted it, it, yes. hesitation one of those has to be the right word yeah. so like, <laughs> i'm 99.9 percent sure conflictedness is right <laughs> but uh yeah it is it, now it is now it is now take that shit <laughs> webster's yeah <laughs> but i guess i'd give it to halo 5 because uh I just I have to go off subjectively speaking. It's the game I pick up when I want to just play a shooter. Um, I like the mechanics. Actually, I love the mechanics. It plays really great, and uh, you know it's probably the only shooter I will sit down and actually play with a controller. <laughs> Although I would love to play it with a keyboard and mouse, but at the same time I'm totally Me fine. Me too. Totally fine. <laughs> I would using love that. Whereas, Come on, three four three. Yeah, yeah if they have their way, they'll die first. <laughs> No, I'll maybe. buy. If they did, I'll if buy I, a Zim. I'll rock that shit. A Zim. I'll buy a, a Zim. Yeah, that thing we that literally that thing we talked about on the yeah. show that one time. I can't the piece, remember the mouse thing. thing. The thing that allows. Oh you yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the shit now. I thought you were trying to make some sort of Microsoft Zim. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go rock motherfuckers and SWAT. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah, uh, but uh, anyway, like you said, Josh, like talk to me again in a month, and I might say Overwatch or Battleborn. So exactly, you yeah. Know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing like the it's like how do you pick one because like they're all so well different. that's the, that's why we're about to discuss because t- at least two people on this podcast have played overwatch so they have some authority yeah overwatch is really good i i mean i think it'll be like that go-to game like tf2 was for so long it may turn into my new halo 5 i mean i'm definitely i'm looking at it that way yeah mm-hmm. you did did you pre-order it on pc or you don't pre-order stuff but like I will buy it. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not. I the only time like I do that thing. A lot of people do where they pre-order, quote unquote, so they can preload it. But I don't like uh-huh. pre-order way before the game's even out. We haven't heard too much about <laughs> you it. Deny them the satisfaction. Right. Yeah. See, I pre-ordered Overwatch when they said it's coming out next year and it's sixty dollars. I was on my phone buying it. So we're not like... having. <laughs> this can be a different discussion for a different time. <laughs> it's yeah. not... But that's I, there are very few companies I would do that for. Blizzard is probably the only one I that I would it. buy a game a year in advance. I just need to be excited about it. But uh, and I'm saying that Battleborn is definitely in that same category for me because I really enjoyed its, its mechanics as well. So really, you're putting it up there to supplant Halo Five. He'll, he'll stand up. Both for of it. them. I mean, there. I may, Josh. you know, I may switch over to those two completely. I mean, I'm definitely planning on getting both this mm. month. I may just keep playing both of them and not ever go back to the other games. That's I, super interesting. I you no do idea. you. I've I've heard. Uh, can you confirm or deny this? That I have heard Battleborn's story missions or whatever plays a lot like a Destiny. Uh, fucking um, God damn it! Now I'm forgetting the word. Not a raid. Strike. Like thing below a strike. Yes, I've heard it like compared to a Destiny strike. Is that correct? Uh. I'd have to know what a Destiny strike is to be able to answer that question. Damn it, Dave. Sorry. <laughs> there were like the three-man <laughs> missions that were hard and they had bosses and shit at the end of them. You mean those things I did by myself? Yeah. <laughs> so Sorry. similar to that? Well, just... you couldn't because you automatically queued into them. Okay, so, so... I definitely didn't do them then. But, uh, yeah, because honestly, that I... question I, is just... <laughs> I, dust in the wind. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, man. I, if I could answer it, no, I No, that's would. fine. That's fine. I was, I, I was just kind of curious. To be honest, I only played a little bit of the story mode. I was kind of absorbed into the multiplayer for the most part. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. even touch the story mode. So. Yeah. 
but okay. uh, when yeah. I played it, actually, you know, I'm not going to put Battleborn as a because it's 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 not necessarily a shooter by that. It's a hero shooter, but oh, God, it's man. a MOBA. It's a mo- yeah. It's it just has shooting mechanics. Uh, like. Trying to give this game a goddamn genre and stop. <laughs> it's annoying. I but, hate uh, video games. <laughs> God damn it. But, video uh, games were a mistake. Multiplayer online battle arena. <laughs> MIT, unplug the machine. Don't make video games. Yeah. Unplug the machine. Yeah, they're responsible. Game's gone. Over. Right. I just imagine that a tennis for two oscilloscope is sitting there and they just unplug Yeah, they it. just like, games are gone and now. And then it's all gone, yeah. <laughs> the day that was the games died. That was the rock for which it all laid on. Right. Everybody's like, why is Battle.net down? Why is Xbox Live down? It's like, oh, they turned off the video- oscilloscope. <laughs> no! Attention Thanks internet. Two's down, man. <laughs> Attention internet. Video games are canceled. <laughs> yeah. Video games are canceled. They were a mistake. Everything Stop is drilling, terrible. you hit oil. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. So, uh, Kyle. Kyle, Pick yeah, a shooter. Me. Pick okay. a shooter uh, and then we'll talk shit about you. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's fine. I'm sure that's going to happen. <laughs> so, I... When I entered this industry, when I entered games in, at large, when I considered myself a gamer, I, I probably played this industry. Yeah, <laughs> when I became we are not developer, there yet, boys. And uh, when I when I became developer, uh, but yeah, what I was trying to say, whenever I became a gamer, essentially in my own mind, I feel like I played many more shooters than anything else. Uh, so obviously, and I played a lot of Halo. Halo Two is pretty much my game, but uh, if I'm really going to be honest. Like, because I've also tried out Unreal. I've tried out Doom. I've yeah. tried out, like, I'm just trying to think. Of, uh, I've Rainbow Six, I think, uh, pretty fucking fantastic. But yeah. but honestly, um, and, and it, this is probably just diving back to my bias and my lineage with games, but I feel like, at least in terms of the modern shooter sphere, uh, there isn't a game that's as polished or at least as smooth playing as a Halo game. And I don't mean this in terms of like a, uh, I guess like it's superior to like Counter Strike because I think it's hard to compare those two games. It is. Uh, I just I mean by a mechanical perspective, I think the way Halo works really itches my what I need. Scratch. For <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I scratched the video game and it. it I don't know, man. I tried to make no, that. No, you have not itch. Work. It you scratch it. You <laughs> did it backwards. Being, That's why I said being, it. I tried to I tried to save myself, but it didn't work. Obviously, the point being is that for me, Halo is um, is everyone's on a similar playing field in Halos one through uh, three, right? Everyone starts a game mode similarly, and then there's power right. weapons on the map that you pick up, which obviously can be uh, taken extremes, taken to their extremes, and someone's like camp in the fucking spots or whatever. But the point is, uh, Halo works on a very fundamental level where I feel like most shooters these days have really tried to stray away from by like empowering the player to the point of like you're a superhero. And I think Halo, while you are a super soldier, for instance, like it still keeps things fairly grounded. Uh, what matters isn't like uh, how many successional kills you get so that you get a different weapon or anything like that. What matters is just in a one-on-one fight, who's the best? And I think it's the best way to represent that because Halo doesn't have a whole lot of variation in where the bullets fly. Like, for instance, with the sniper rifle, it goes exactly where the reticle is. There's never a situation where it bounces outside of that. Uh, The battle rifle, for instance, whenever 
like uh, it has the reticle where there's four cro- four lines in the crosshair in the circle. So the circle is sort of the widest area that it can bounce for the three bullets. But if you score a headshot, it's going to hit the head. Things like that. Of course, there are variances. Like for instance, when two people's running at each other with an assault rifle and they melee each other, the uh, freak like the decision on who wins that scenario has changed many times over the Halo games and gotten many people upset. But just personally speaking, as a subjective. Uh, this game for me, Halo 3, is is a game that uh, understands map layouts on a very uh, intrinsical level to like how the game is built, like mechanically again. And so I can't find another game that's more satisfying on that level that I feel like everyone who's jumping in is just jumping in based on their own player skill because I feel like many games are becoming to the point where you have to figure out systems in the game to sort of... Uh, boost your advantage and for me halo it's just about at least halo 3 it's just about getting a good with how the weapons work and figuring it figuring it out that way yeah get good yeah not to not to be like oh you need to be good like me because i don't really necessarily think i'm great at the game i just i mean there is something to say about games where it it requires your skill which is one of the appeals of counter-strike because there is the like the gunplay skill that Mm-hmm. you're required to in the game then the guns in counter-strike are like highly inaccurate yeah the, those uh, things fly all over the goddamn oh, yeah. place the but, reason i sorry go ahead i don't no, mean to ahead. interrupt you uh the reason i was just gonna say the reason why i don't like to uh, a counter-strike game with a halo game is because i think i feel like the uh the skill level that's on display in a counter-strike game is so fucking high-ended that like you can't jump in and play a game by any stretch of the imagination without getting just completely fucking wrecked. And at least in a Halo game, because there's such a large player base that a lot of people are playing that, you know, sometimes don't know what the fuck they're doing. Some people are like, like just gods with a sniper rifle in camp and just are annoying with it. But I feel like at least in my circumstances, because I vary in my, um, my ability to play the game when I jump into a Halo match. There are sometimes when I do really fucking good. There are sometimes when I do really fucking bad. And if I'm doing really bad, I never necessarily feel like I'm just getting destroyed every single game because everyone in this game is such a higher level than me. Yeah, I hear you. There's a little bit more yeah. room. I mean, the first game was designed to be a party game. Like the multiplayer. <laughs> much, yeah. It's sprayed yeah. up. I mean, it's it's the same reason why I think actually Destiny has a, such good core mechanics. The only reason why I don't think uh, it's it's similar on that respect because Destiny is a lot about getting guns and it's like your weapons and your armor and your stats and stuff like that. So when you jump right. into the game, it's it's a very different experience. Yeah, I mean they do attempt to equalize out mm-hmm. totally your damage values and stuff. But yeah, it is about like your perks, like your weapon perks and stuff, and then like how well your character build is and stuff. And I mean. You can ignore all that shit, but if you like really want to get into it, like that's sort of right. I, I mean, I've tried getting into a multiplayer match with just the uh, the starting weapon that you get, whatever it's oh, called. Oh, it's a it's a nightmare. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, like you really got to get like the good uh, the good weapons and stuff mm-hmm. to, to right. start. Yeah. There's a lot of the it. meta that's really important in Destiny. For, uh... <sighs> for sure, yeah. Um, Whereas in Counter-Strike, it is sort of about, like... I mean, there's a whole economic game to it, also. Mm-hmm. Right, like yeah, there's what weapons you do and don't buy, and what rounds you do and don't buy stuff. And then, you know, the... Uh, 
like how well you you shoot your gun and actually are good at the game and stuff and understand mm-hmm. it but yeah i, I agree like counter strike is not a game that you just pick up and go i'm gonna play for like 10 minutes that's no. not gonna happen because right. you're just gonna be the most stressed son of a bitch ever <laughs> and truth it's yeah. a trial it really does vary because like sometimes i just want a shooter that i can just pick up and like shoot stuff and not have to think which is why i'm really excited about doom because i am like mm-hmm. oh i can just shoot stuff and i don't have to think yeah yeah whereas when i play you know counter-strike or something or i'm playing overwatch like i do feel like i am trying to think about like the characters and who i'm using and i mean not i'm not saying counter-strike is isn't or uh, excuse me overwatch is as intensive as counter-strike but like it's in that same vein where i'm like trying to think about like what the fuck's going on at all times but no i'm thinking i feel that way about battleborn actually like i'm always thinking like what what am i doing and what is the you kind of have to it's like it's a moba (laughs) basically yeah like you can't like i can't jump into a heroes of the storm match and be like yeah i'm just gonna chill it's like it doesn't work like that (laughs) that genre does not work like that yeah so yeah, and it, what was the other one we think the objectively best shooter is? Yeah, like, I guess not the best shooter, but what is the... The king of the shooter can be kind of a... Uh, I don't know how to describe this, really. It's it's like half a uh, like a, a look into the game's actual mechanics and you know what makes the game that game, but it's also a look into its popularity and its That's staying power. the biggest point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I personally, when I think about king of the shooter, like... It, it, I think about it in this present moment who is nailing the uh, the modern shooter sphere who's like make defining it for every other developer to emulate and uh, who also is is being innovative and scratching itches for players out there yeah see I, I, I nailed it that time I said scratching the itch you did you got it thank you yeah so <laughs> that's really what we're talking more when we talk objectively the king of the shooter uh, there is no objective one but I could. We can make our give you one. It's yeah, Pokemon. Sure. Pokemon. Dude, it's so weird how I bring up stuff and then it just keeps getting brought up. Like I had a, I had a half an hour conversation today with someone about Pokemon cards. What? And, about the Pokemon and then games? later on had another discussion about something about fucking so, Pokemon. How many people? Like, did you guys get as like, irritated as I do? Like borderline, like, like maddening kind of irritating when your parents would call them pokemans yeah no like i, I would have funny. i would I have thought it was like funny. a blood vessel would just burst and i just yeah. like it's pokemon i also never knew i i also never knew how to say it because the fucking uh what do you, what do you call it the thing over the e what is that fucking word an accent whatever that thing i always <laughs> <laughs> I, well the thing is like some people in my school would call no. it are you, like, are you that kid who was like, yo, what's that fucking thing over the end in Nino? <laughs> like, Nino? Nino. Nino. <laughs> yeah. I hate you guys. I love you too. <laughs> are we getting back to shooters? Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Straight that back. I mean, if, if I had to say, it's probably Call of Duty, even though I don't like the direction See, the series has gone in. I don't agree either. I don't agree. I think it's well, all. I think Call of Duty's a. What do you think? But you said the the basis. You know, let's all the basis for which every shooter is basing itself on. Let's all say our picks. Call of Duty, and then we, and then we'll we'll discuss. So yours is Call of Duty, Kyle. What's yours? 
Whew, uh, put me on the spot now. Uh, I would say, honestly, I haven't played it, so I mean, I can't really say it with any certainty. But I think Overwatch is seriously going to make people look at shooters in a very different way from a developmental perspective, and I think it's going to be huge. It's going to have oh, a big staying power. Okay, I think it's going to be yeah, absolutely considering huge. it's coming out this month officially, since it is May first at this point. I will, I'll, we'll can let that slide. Yeah, um, I make the argument for Counter Strike. Yeah, mm. for sure. Because uh, honestly, I look at Halo Five and what Halo Five wanted to be when it first came out of the gate. They were pushing um, Breakout really hard, and Breakout mm-hmm. is the like the speedy shooter version of uh, of Counter Strike's whatever the fuck that was called. Um, Counter Strike. Counter Strike. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Halo took more inspiration. Counter Strike has Duty, like one or two modes, but everyone plays the main mode, yeah. the bomb yeah. mode. It's yeah. the main mode, and that's honestly that's what that's what Halo 5's uh, breakout is kind of like. It's it's that's it's why I f- like it. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's and honestly, I think that a lot of shooters are trying to emulate that, trying to get it more I into like. I don't TV. know about that. I think Counter Strike specifically has is nailed its own niche so hard that it's like yeah. people that play Counter Strike play fucking Counter Strike, but not a whole lot of people are going to be stretching into that that domain and to me personally i think halo has taken much more inspiration from the call of duty series than anything with as of late yes as of late yeah for sure uh and i mean i don't think counter-strike was the first shooter to be like yeah one life i don't i mean i could be wrong but um i mean (laughs) the reason i say call of duty is because like call of duty is the genre that basically invented like the multiplayer shooter progression system mm-hmm. that everyone uses now and they also like have popularized like the aiming down the sites and all these other See, things i would, that, I would like, have agreed with have. you if it was like two years ago maybe three but the only reason why i don't now is just because when i look at shooters that are coming out now that like i don't see any game at least that's like been within a year to next year's release you know what i'm saying like that's uh-huh. been a been emulating that format. I think everybody's trying to evolve it past that because they're noticing Call of Duty is on the downward slope. Sure. Yep. I was thinking about like just whatsoever like had the most overall no, impact. Yeah, right. Like totally. I would say that Call of Duty I mean Halo one had a huge impact, but I would say as of late, Call of Duty has had the most impact. Especially on the like on the genre, because it, if you think about it, like if we had never, if they, if nobody had ever come up with like multiplayer progression, we'd still all be playing online games. Where it was like, well, we won that match and that was fun. On to the next one, you know. Which now I know we all think out, is super I know I'm an outlier here, but like uh, that's what I want. <laughs> that's why I like going back to the Master Chief Collection. See, I don't, I don't want that. I, uh, I get yeah, bored I'm a now. Very small minority. I understand. I like, I like progression. Even if it's just like rec packs, I like yeah. that. Thing, also, do we need that in every game? Not every know. game. No, definitely. Sorry, not. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead with your point. Right. Uh, yeah. I also say that I like the the things that actually the things that Call of Duty brought, which is like customization of your character and stuff like that. That's that's Call of Duty stuff. And well, I mean, Unreal Tournament had that well, sort of sort of, but like to the point it where had you like, like different character skins and stuff that yeah. you could use. That too. So you could lump Unreal in there too, yeah. But I think that as far as like who's popularizing it, because it kind of went away for a little bit. Like Halo had like your different colors, and that was about it. And uh, I don't remember 
like the original Call of Duty's having it, but I don't know. I just remember that like around like Modern Warfare Two, Black Ops One. That's when that started. But what what do you mean by uh, character customization? No, like how now in Halo Five, where you can customize your Spartan and like make him look any way you want and kind of make him distinct. Okay. I think and, that's been a very slow, gradual thing. Yeah, honestly, I think most like Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, I could I could totally yeah. see that. I don't think yeah, I think that feature's gonna be around for a long time. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. And honestly the whole loadout thing, I mean that's just gonna, that's probably here to stay for the most part. I mean there's gonna be games that are gonna advertise themselves as being the not Call of Duty game that has like no loadouts and you know all that. <laughs> but they're gonna Would you sorry what? Would you say that there's like a divide between shooters? Because I see like this distinct difference between games that are trying to appeal to like individuals and te- and games that are trying to appeal to teams yeah because like again to bring up overwatch like there's no customization there uh it's other than skins well actually you know there kind of is i mean there's skins and then there's like the weird emotes and the other things yeah but that's like a personal identification thing what i'm what i mean is like you know you're getting your loadouts you're defining this character as yours and like uh, to me overwatch is not about that it's about uh, getting into the team and and playing your specific role Right. That's yeah. my takeaway from it. Again, I haven't played it, so like I'm not no, saying no, that I fuck. You're, you're, you're right not far the, off. You're good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, but uh, um, we all said that at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I would also no, say no, that no, no. I look at uh, popularity as a thing as well. Not necessarily. Its lasting effect is is super important. But I also look at popularity, and honestly, the only thing yeah. I'm thinking of right now is Twitch. Like, what is the game that is sitting at number one? Or number two, maybe number three every day. Counter Strike. Mm. Well, it's because so, of the esports community. Yeah, and it That's helped. True. And then would true. you now? Would you say that which one had more influence in the esports community? Would that be Call of Duty or Counter Strike? Counter Strike for Counter-Strike. sure. Okay. So I mean, you could make arguments for both. But does I'm that saying, make it the best shooter? Like that doesn't necessarily make it the best shooter. Now, a it just lot of makes people, and that's a that's one. And that's the whole thing. It's a lot of that's a giant split because I think that people who play. Uh, Call of Duty don't necessarily play Counter Strike at all, and same goes for people who play Counter Strike. It's how are we looking at this question? Even this is hard because to, I feel like because like we we looked at the original parameters we set were that it's you know it's lasting, you know it's legacy on the gaming industry, uh, it's popularity, that was that was one, and uh, we just kind of set general stuff for the rest of it. So it's like it's this is hard to talk about because. It there isn't like really a def- like you can argue both Counter Strike and Call of Duty, uh, and Halo and Halo. Yeah. <laughs> See, here's my thing because when I look at this question, I don't necessarily think of about this as what is the best shooter because honestly that that question doesn't make any sense. You can't answer that because you you ask that question to someone who plays PC shooters, they're going to give you a different answer than someone who plays console. You know, very true. Like. Or, or if you uh, ask somebody who like is specific, like uh, if you ask fucking Call of Duty versus Battlefield, you know, like there's a million fucking reasons why someone would say one answer or the other. So personally, to me, when I look at this question, it's just like, what's what? It, <coughs> excuse me, what's the most important shooter at the moment? You know, like, and and that's again where I come into conflict with with uh, Josh's point of view mm-hmm. on this because I definitely see what he's saying with Call of Duty. It's just for for me personally. When I look at the industry, I feel like Call of Duty is on the wane. Like yeah. they're not doing enough things that are that are jumping forward. The same thing for uh, Respawn and Titanfall. It's necessarily on the wane because like it's 
we just the saw sales are going that up. like the sales, the are, going sales up. are it's yeah. still the number one selling game like all <laughs> yeah, these but, years later but what i'm saying is uh they're stuck into their formula at this point you know like they're not doing things sure. that are changing call of duty at, at its core essence I, I don't say the last time that i would think that that happened would probably be oh i don't know fucking black ops maybe was the last time i saw a big change mm. um but just in terms of oh, like when i so. see when i see the next year or two years out for shooters in this industry uh, i don't see many games that feel call of duty-esque when i but when i look at maybe two years ago right i did see a couple of games that were uh betting on that quick speed of movement that it was about the individual player like call of duty is where it's about progressing that way where it's about uh you know titanfall to me just felt like a continuation of that um halo for sure in my opinion halo 5 is a very call of duty-esque oh yeah so you think so if i'm getting you correctly you see shooters going more towards like less of the of the uh, individual achievement and more of the team achievement and more of the like yes okay i could see i could i can see that yeah because like when i play when i play overwatch like it does feel like i need I need a team like my KD ratio really doesn't fucking matter here. Mm-hmm. You know, I need my team to be good and I need them yeah. to have good character picks and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's, that's interesting. I, I mean, there's probably room for both. Uh, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah, Call yeah. of Duty sells fucking bonkers Call every year. And Overwatch is going to sell like crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so I think Kyle might be onto something though. And the fact that maybe Overwatch is going to start to carve out, this new genre of shooters i guess or this new movement of shooters to the thing is it's not even really new like mm. tf2 well, i guess we made on it. its surface didn't seem like it was that game like that team game but when you got really deep into it it turned I out i think it it's was. because tf2 didn't hype itself very much because it came with orange box yeah so like when it did drop everyone was like this is a f- game but like well, on they consoles were... it did, but it came out separately on PC. Did it? Yeah, still, it came it, out. It, it came like out a year simultaneously with Portal, didn't it? Well, like, no, I don't think so. Days. Was it available before Orange Box was released? I don't. It know. was TF2 oh, was yeah okay. for sure. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I remember the hype for TF2 because I remember like people getting excited about those trailers and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe you are right. Yeah, I guess. It does, it's I just guess, like uh, TF2 sort of waned, and like we got the Call of I mean, Duty game. Fucking rats! And well, then so. everybody wanted the Call of Duty game, and now that's actually a good don't. point. Yeah. yeah, Call of Duty just sort of came in and stole everyone's thunder. So maybe saying, I guess I was wrong when I said Overwatch would um, <clears throat> would create the genre. I guess maybe what I more meant, or what I mean now, is that it's going popularize to popularize it again. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, TF2 is still popular i just it's just not as popular i think uh i think tf2 only peaks at like maybe forty thousand people a month now i think like, it's also just because what they did to that game yeah, they just changed it a lot they changed it a lot um yeah i liked launch tf2 way better than whatever the fuck's going I mean, on there are now. servers you can play on <laughs> queue into servers that Nostrious are like tf2 yeah Nostalious well server. they're not like that deep but they're they're like no, uh I mean, there's all kinds of crazy TF2 servers you can get. There's item farming servers and uh, <laughs> where you basically just, like, they spawn you on a conveyor belt that just, like, kills you Damn. over and over again, and wow. you just leave your computer on. 
Like, <laughs> wow. I'm not even kidding. This is a real okay, thing. No. All right. <laughs> um, and then uh, there are um, they, there are like 24 seven, 365 like uh, uh, is it two fort? Is that the map? Like two fort, no items basically. So it's like yeah like the fucking core tf2 experience like the way it was meant it's to be played basically the, the game with two, the bridge in the middle yep that's too hard i tried so hard making that in halo 3 forge so i was like yeah. this map is so beautiful it's so perfectly balanced <laughs> two fort is pretty rad um, i love it it's a great map but yeah it's uh it's fucking scouts running on the top of that bridge yeah. all the time Honestly, like when it like map design is also a big thing that people don't bring up in shooters. Like I, I think mm-hmm. map design is all also like really important. I would yeah, I would say it's like honestly second in like the world of everything that matters to me because like mechanics to me are more important. But I think map design is that's how you define the game to me. Map design right. is super important, especially for shooters. I mean, if yeah. your map design sucks, doesn't matter if your shooter is good. I mean. That's personally tank. why I'm still not as excited on Halo 5. Like, I like the Halo 5s, but I think it's not what I want it to be. I like, do dislike just... some of the Halo 5 maps, I will say. I, yeah, I think, I think as it's As much close. as I really like Halo 5, I do dislike. Uh, there are a couple maps when I'm... when mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know the actual names of them, but when I'm on them, I'm like... <laughs> I don't have yeah. that moment with any of the maps, really. And I've had it with past Halos where I've been like, oh, this fucking map. But, this uh, fucking thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh for halo 5 i don't necessarily feel that that's a subjective thing i mean i can totally understand you guys not liking some of those maps so uh, i just want i just want lockout forever oh dude yes give me guardian too i really like guardian yeah in the yeah. pit not for under the pit just give me <laughs> blood gulch bro blood gulch blood forever gulch, yeah man Classic ass blood gulch yeah. coagulation. Beaver Creek now. Headshots only. Beaver Creek with all the <laughs> needlers. <laughs> needlers. That's how the MLG bros play. The MLG bros. <laughs> wow. The MLG dudes. So okay, what's? Are we nearing a consensus? No. <laughs> I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna say one thing or the other, I mean. This is honestly all this uh, talk is just like making me really impatient to play Overwatch again because (laughs) the beta has been offline for like a week and I'm like scratching my skin off at this point because I I haven't gotten to play it since November. Relax. No, you relax. (laughs) I am relaxed. Can I ask you guys a question? What? Yeah. Uh, What do you think shooters coming out this year? Or maybe this whole fucking generation, like stretching back to the beginning of the gen, up till the end of this year, like the last shooter that we know which will come out. What do you think is the most important shooter that has dropped or will drop? Overwatch and Doom, both of them. Uh, I only say Doom because I am really interested to see if the game is even good. And I know that sounds like sacrilegious. Like, how could I mean, a Doom game not be good? Be good? It's got to be good, but it's but what be. if it isn't? Like, think about it for a second. What if? I mean, I liked the because beta. because when you think about like yeah yeah okay I thought the beta was fine yeah, but when you think about like what I, like multiplayer Doom is not like what I care about. I care about <laughs> yeah. I care about the single player. running through running through shot yeah running through hallways shotgun and yeah. stuff. 
And I'm like, you, but what if they? But what if they didn't capture that correctly? Which sounds crazy because like when Doom you watch 3? the video, huh? What did you think about Doom Three? I don't like Doom Three. Okay. Yeah, I remember liking it at the time, and then when BFG came out, I tried replaying it. and I was like, I don't like yeah. this. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I have to agree with Josh and say that Overwatch is probably going to be the most important one so far. I mean, uh, nothing that really came out before Overwatch is really like... Granted, Halo 5 is a good game. I am addicted to it. But I don't think it's particularly anything revolutionary, really. I mean, like, I like its business practices. I like all of... uh, I like the mechanics. I like the game. But I don't think it's necessarily going to be looked back on as the game that changed everything. Whereas Overwatch could... It could. But I mean, there's also going to be, you know, a Halo 6. Yeah. And... And don't yeah, but we're gonna, you, we're gonna move you, on. You know, could you see a Halo Six being any more than any more important than Halo Five? No, no, I really can't see. Halo yeah, that's, 6 that's being the thing. Important. Yeah, like uh, don't get me wrong. I think Halo Six is gonna be well. At least I, I, I think the Halo games will be good. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah they'll no be good, but I don't think they'll be any like more revolutionary than exactly. it was to actually play a shooter on a console for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and, like it, Halo is Halo. It is what it is, and it's not going to yeah. really change much from that, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's what. Sorry. No, you're fine. Go ahead. No, I'd say honestly, the you know the one I would give a lot of props to just for being a, a good step in the right direction as far as mechanics and as far as you know just looking good, you know, aesthetically <laughs> speaking, uh, instead of just being like this the the, the gray the, the gray and brown it was for its first three iterations. I'll talk about Killzone. Killzone Shadowfall. Now that game, I didn't like that game. It was a launch title. I liked it. Uh, it plays like very it. well. It multiplayer needed a hell of a lot of work as far as like anything to keep you coming back. But as far as like the mechanics yeah. were considered, it was very good. And I applaud so them why, why for did, trying something different with the upgrade system, but it yeah. didn't work. Why didn't you like it? The upgrade system you said. <sighs> well, there's a lot of things I don't like about Killzone Shadowfall. I'm a really big. I actually really dig. It's funny because most of the Killzone games I've played, I don't like. Mm-hmm. But I really dig Killzone. The original. But it's almost because this is the thing. I almost see all all of the potential it has, and it never lives up to it. I think the only time it ever truly lived up to what it could be was Killzone 2. Honestly, and, I agree. Yeah, that was a good game. And Killzone 3 is was really disappointing to me. Um, the Why? Vita one was all right. It wasn't that bad, actually. It was pretty good, actually. Now that I think about it. Well, Killzone uh, three? No, the 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 one on Vita. I enjoyed oh, Mercenaries. Um, Kills on Mercenaries. I actually really liked that one. Mercenaries um, was an alright Vita game. Yeah. What was so bad about um, three? Three. I think the jetpack was the story ham-pain. was stupid, and the like. I don't know. Like they, they just like they took away kind of the dark tone of it and just made it this like weird action movie. And then you like I commit totally agree, genocide yeah. at the end of it, and all of a sudden like no one gives a shit. Like it just yeah. ends. It's like my god, what have we done? And then it's like credits. Yeah, that was the one part. <laughs> you know, like, that's like, it. Okay. I was like, okay. Yeah, but, uh, I, I'm not gonna argue. Shadow. I'm not gonna argue Killzone's lore in general. I mean, yeah. honestly, I like the lore though. Like that's the thing. I love the whole idea of like these. Uh, you know, they, like Earth gets just decimated by nuclear it's war, a game and then that these takes it. Yeah, it's serious about the shit that it's well, dealing with. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, like a fucking World War Two analogy, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
and then the Cold War analogy with Shadowfall. And I'm actually, I'm uh, actually kind of a Hellgas yeah. sympathizer at some some level. Yeah, I mean, there's actually <laughs> points like during Shadowfall, you start to be like, I kind of feel bad for the Hellgast. I mean, like, you know what? They fucked over for almost no reason. Yeah, most of Shadowfall, well, almost, I don't think almost. is. Most of Shadowfall I don't think is very good, especially like the story. However, the premise of Shadowfall is terrible. I mean, like, like however, though, there's that. There's two missions. There's the one mission they show you in the demo where you're like going through the city and you're on the train and shit, and like the terrorist attacks are happening. That is dope. Yeah, that level is so good. Like just from a technical standpoint, oh yeah, it looks and, great. And from like a gameplay standpoint, it's great. The other level that I absolutely adored. And I thought really showed the potential of that game's like lore and its design was the one where you are pretending to be a Hellgast refugee and you have to sneak in to the. That was amazing. I was like, this is so good. Yeah, and and but the problem is it just it never lives up to. It's it never lives up to it, and I doubt it ever will because I don't think they're ever going to make any more. I don't like, think so either. Yeah. They're going to do Horizon and probably stick with that for a bit. Yeah. But well, my, that game looks yeah, just fucking incredible. Does, so that's, not, that's way up. Shaw does. But uh, as far as I'm, basically, I just wanted to give it a shout out because it's as far as its mechanics have been considered, it's been making strides from every game. I feel like even though Killzone Three had the weird jetpack thing, it still kept the shooter mechanics from Killzone Two. As far as like you know the on ground it didn't keep its heaviness but it kept like the same yeah. guns and yeah. so things two felt like it had this like you felt like you weighed like mm-hmm. 400 pounds when you yeah. played that game so long to get adjusted to that shit yeah it, it feels like you're playing a movie too in a weird like not the normal way people say that shit but like yeah oh, playing a movie <laughs> yeah. this is yeah. cinematic bro <laughs> it's, a, it's all that immersion yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, that moment I realized we're on an Xbox podcast and we've been talking about Killzone. Fine. Yeah. yeah it was the it was the Halo killer back in the day. <laughs> do, you remember, yeah. do you remember how yeah, they man. said that? Yeah, that was so sweet. That was, so that was hilarious. When I saw mm-hmm. and when you finally play the game, you're just like, this is supposed to be yeah, like Halo. this is they like this is they, not they, a Halo killer. That's a wow. Yeah. It said that on the back of the box, I think. <laughs> I actually, so the too. tribes, if, like, if you look at the tribes, the back of that box, it says, like, goodbye, Halo, or some shit. It's <laughs> so it funny. Really? Uh, it's great. I love shit like that. Uh, it's like, goodbye, Halo, it says, remember? like, reviewy McSterp pants or whatever. From... Reviewy McSterp pants. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, that once. Fable you remember the, the fight between Half-Life 2 and Halo 2? And how, in retrospect, that sounds so fucking dumb yeah. that people compared Halo no. 2 to Half-Life 2. It's pretty Why would it be? Yeah, I remember that being a big thing. Like, really? There was that, yeah, there was a picture where people kept pushing around where it was uh, Gordon Freeman from Half-Life 2 with the crowbar, that image where he's swinging, and people would always Photoshop a Master Chief head and it's all bloody and like he chopped off his head. And then people would do the same thing for Halo and have like Chief with the sword and Gordon's head was fucking off. I've been in many heated arguments in middle school. Me, middle school, oh, middle yeah, school. the worst <laughs> three years argument. of your life. <laughs> yep, it's where you think tough. everything is super important when really none of it is. <laughs> yes, when when all your opinions are wrong. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Every last Although, one of them. Oh, Kyle, if you're saying that this happened with Half Life Two and Halo Two, I imagine it's going to be the same type of thing with Battleborn and Overwatch. You know, it's like. We're being compared I think now. That's the decision's already been made. Yeah. 
but uh, which is unfortunate because I don't think the games are really necessarily that similar. But they're no, not. They're not. Not at all. Like literally, they are both cartoons. That's that's where it begins and ends. That's where it ends. Yeah. (laughs) But exactly where it begins and ends. I think we've strayed away from the topic quite a bit at this point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what else is there to say about shooters? Nothing really. I mean, it's. I know. It's like. I mean, where are they going? We have no fucking idea. I mean, it's it's funny because people have different like wants and desires from the shooter yeah, genre. Like, that's why I think Call of Duty is going to live on no matter. There's yeah, always going to be someone who wants that. Like, I sometimes want story content from shooters. I definitely want like when it comes in terms of like Destiny, I want story content. Yeah. But most for the most part, I'm like I kind of just want a cool like multiplayer thing. You know? Yeah, I think over but time I... we'll start to see a schism. Like we'll start to see, you know, like the multiplayer only games will start happening, and they'll actually yeah. be a thing. And then we'll yeah. have the single player shooters that will stay single player, hopefully. Because honestly, yeah. like I'm, I'm. It's kind of depressing that like the only game I can think of, the only two games I can think of that are only single player that were good shooters were Wolfenstein: The New Order and Shadow Warrior. Bioshock One. Shadow Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> That was a good, coming that, out soon. It's a good reboot. I really liked the uh, Shadow. I really like Shadow Warrior. It's all right. But, uh, Not gonna stand up for Bioshock. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, Bioshock, yeah, and Bioshock yeah. Infinite you know, as well. You know what I have to? Yeah. You know what I have to stand up for? And I gotta be honest, Bioshock Two multiplayer. That shit was fun. I don't give a shit what anybody well, says. I don't know right, anything that's, about that's it. It's fine. You, you do that, dude. It was really fun, actually. It was I was really like offended good. by Bioshock Two. I was just really mad. Dude, <laughs> I, I like Bioshock Two. I'm sure it's great. Yeah. My reservations are not against like the game's quality. That's it's my... actually a good. It's actually just... a good game. They actually improve the combat a lot. Uh, the story's That's obviously the thing, not. Good. Bioshock to me was not about its combat really. Like it was interesting with the plasmids and shit. But to really, because when they were marketing it, a lot of yeah, it was I about know combat. <laughs> but like the things that I remember about Bioshock, you know, like for me that was that was a. And I know this is way off topic, but just how it. It for the first time explored an ideology in a way that I never thought I'd experience. Mm-hmm. Like I fucking mm-hmm. looked through a looking glass at fucking uh, rationalism or whatever. When, that's not what it's called. Objectivism. Objectivism. Yes, objectivism. Yeah. And like I considered, like, do I want to fucking read the Fountainhead and shit? And then I was like, no, I don't. I don't want to read it. But <laughs> I don't want to read. You want to read Atlas Shrugged? <laughs> yeah, it made read you think any that. Ayn Rand. It did yeah. for sure. I mean, for a while, I considered myself a libertarian and that was a i'm not going to say that bioshock didn't have an effect on that because i played that at a very formative time in my life that's why i was also disappointed by infinite because i felt like it didn't explore anything to that deep it of didn't a level. explore anything really yeah I mean, it was just like oh yeah i know racism is stuff yeah it was, well that. the problem with infinite is it starts to explore stuff and then it never actually does it and then it also yeah. just has a it has that whole problem that that extra credits video talked about where it's like somebody said hey it's gotta have loot in it because bioshock games have loot so let's put <laughs> loot in the trash cans and yeah yeah it's gotta have plasmids because it's a bioshock game so make the fucking lady at the fair just hand them to you right yeah. that's like, a good point yeah yeah it's 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 got a lot of issues but uh no, I, I'm sorry. I, I am going to stand up for Bioshock 2 multiplayer because it was fun. It was basically like you were either like an Atlas 
sympathizer or Orion sympathizer. And you basically had like, (laughs) you had loadouts where it was like, I'm going to fucking create like these whirlwind traps or I'm going to shoot lightning. But then I also have like an SMG and like, I can pick what masks I have and stuff. And you run around and you can like, um, like if you needed ammo, you had to go to the vending machines, but like you could hack the vending machines to spit out grenades. So like if, if, uh, like you could, you could basically like go up to the vending machines and like hack them. And then people would come by to try and get ammo and health and shit. And then they would like a grenade would pop out and you'd get like a kill. It was so good, dude. I, I love it so much. <laughs> I want to see if fair. anyone, That's I'm, completely fair. I want to see it. If I, if anyone on PC still playing it, cause like way past its lifetime, there were still people on PS3 playing that shit. Wow. <laughs> and I would log in periodically and play it cause it was super fun. Yeah, I'm about to do that shit tonight. That sounds good. <laughs> that sounds great. That game is so good. Uh, I see. I love when they like they can take a like you can take multiplayer and just make it wholly like your own. Because if it if it, if it had just been splicer shooting each other, it wouldn't have been as fun. But it's like we took all the Bioshock mechanics. You know, there were like mm-hmm. puddles around the 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 map and stuff and you could actually like shock people to death if you shot them when they were in the puddle like with the lightning and uh you could like freeze them one of the things i used to do is play like this loadout where you you have a shotgun and you run with freeze and you try and you deep freeze people and then like run up to them and shotgun them and they blow up and like bloody ice and stuff it's great goodness gracious dude that game was really good it was like so (laughs) underrated but yeah if you say so shooters anyway should probably wrap this up we've been going on for we've been just fucking yeah, rambling for like three hours almost. <laughs> the where I am. oh my god anyway jesus yeah this has been the xbox best friends this podcast you can find out more if you go to kind of slash xbox and uh you can also find us on itunes and stitcher and other podcast services please rate please review please subscribe all that good stuff and uh we will talk to you guys later Thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah. Bye.